one thing I know that, that, that doesn't make them all there is because not all Mercedes Benz are open here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like a Ford driver and somebody in a Mercedes. Of course. Nine times out of ten, if somebody pisses me off, they're in a Mercedes. I don't know one car from the next, so I'm useless. And the funny thing is, the first car I ever drove was a Mercedes. <laughs> but it was like one of the old tanky style. Yeah, like, that, right. The turbo diesel. Mm -hmm. like, that was like probably like a, a mid-70s. Like, yeah, it weighed like 6,000 pounds. Yeah, I think it was like tank. Sound like it's just riding the, the car was sick all the way up the back. She was like, <laughs> the whole way. It's like, you can't help but catch something if you ride with somebody in the same car for like. Did you guys switch driving? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we were like, uh, she'd drive for a couple hours and I'd do a drive. Usually, like, wherever we need to stop and get gas, we'd switch. Yeah. But like, I mean, not, not quite so bad. Yeah. Kind of crash out, close your eyes for a bit, you know, wake up and you'll be like, we're almost in the Vegas of the world. Vegas and California. Yeah. You guys are wonderful. We look at all the snacks. It's really easier if you can do that with swap drivers. Swapping yeah. drivers. Swapping sexy drivers. They're at the perfect one thing where the inside is kind of melty, so you can just kind of suck it out. What? I had a problem. That's not a problem. <laughs> Sucking's not yeah, a problem. Maybe. I've been sucking my whole life. Gift, yeah. but not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> maybe five more minutes before my mom's done. Sorry. <laughs> Sucking is never a bad thing. Oh my god. Just, it's like it's still cold. It's like it's kind of it's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's like orange. That's an orange. It's mm -hmm. orange. They're uh, they're mochi. It's like squirt right in your mouth. It's like squirty, squirty, squirty. Squirty, squirty, squirty. Rachel's giving me something like that before. I like the regular ones, not, not the ice cream. Well, the ice cream was okay, but mm -hmm. I like the other. The, the World Market has all the different ones. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I like the, the beans and mm -hmm. stuff, too. Sweet beans. Yeah. Those are good, too. Uh, I woke up from his nap and he actually ate dinner. Good. All these people are Evidently, he liked the sausage with Rachel this morning, too. <laughs> Okay. Sausage fingers all day, just little oily fingers all over. I took off my pink shirt when I got home. I was all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, look at all those nipple rings. <laughs> those greasy little. Oh wait, no, those are finger greasy fingers, not nipples. Just look this and this nipples. Oh, 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 yeah. Shoulder, shoulder snot smears are a constant since he got sick. He loves the belly white, too. Just the roll my nose across your belly. Oh, it was like he was being lovey dovey with me. He was like leaning in to give me kisses and snot pouring down his lip. Yeah, I didn't try to kiss you. Wasn't you, it was that other man I'm in love with. 
Not Sebastian. No, that is my birthday gift from Rachel. Oh my god, it looks like it comes from the back. Yes. Nice, right? It's a good watch. Yeah. Where'd you get that from? She likes pocket watches, so I Which one's had to awesome? get one that has Is that a D&D pocket watch? Mm -hmm. little tiny dice in it. It's, like, no. it's got a D20 on the top. And then it's got little metal, metal, metal dice. Being a D20 on top is and always important. Out, you can use that as the dice tray. The uh -huh. tiny tiny dice tray. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 oh, the rule. I think, <laughs> the dice, but I think you have even tinier dice. You have tinier dice. I have Somebody has a dice. Yeah, they're even smaller than those. No, I think they're about the same size. The oldest man is back. The oldest of the grumps. Um, trying to save Willa just went into a cave. You don't have to save me. I'm okay, we all run. We all run and leave real quick. This is, <laughs> this is fine, guys. There's nothing wrong with this. So for you know, the voice of reason, currently still in her branches, three inches tall, with a bald head. That's right. You're you're all tiny. <laughs> Yeah, why are you tiny again? Wild magic. Oh, that's right. You guys finally. <laughs> that's right. Wild magic now because of the sundering. That's right. You floated in the air. You're like hovering up like a balloon. Who's a balloon? He is. He was. I was. Oh, yeah. That's right. He got the good rule. He got three hours. I got three days. Yeah, you're like nine inches tall or something like that. <laughs> three inches tall. Three inches tall for three days. Yeah. 
Fireball! 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 Stupid. So your nose grows every time you do something stupid. So your nose is like a million miles long. <laughs> well, I do grow a lot. You walked into the castle without like no hesitation. Yes. It's not like it wasn't a castle, was it? No, it's like a cave. Oh, it was a fortress that was built on the side of the cliff. Yeah, so it was like a cave. Just, well, and not into the, into the cave first. Yeah, crap. I can't remember where uh, the left one's the ones that we had. The second place. I don't know. Probably the left ones. Should I bother writing down how much our house is? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you still think your house is intact is adorable. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I'm down our house. You stared at me like, okay, let's hear it, buddy. What are we getting into now? <laughs> house, our, our house is overgrown because of the, 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 the work I was doing in the garden beforehand. Yeah, it's come alive. burned all of the garden. It has come alive. It Not all alive. violence is flammable. <laughs> it, it has become its own growth. <laughs> so, where we last left off, the team had journeyed to an old glacial lake known as the Sundered Rim. And while there, they made some discoveries. They have found that the area that they were told was a vault and the inheritance of a particular halfling family. They discovered that the houses were very run down, the area very much overgrown, almost as if a great deal of time had passed by. But they still investigated the vault found its entrance, uh, dealt with the automaton guardian that was guarding it. However, something else must have transpired at some point because the guardian had been messed with. And within the internal structure of the construct, a strange kind of kobold-like creature that had been severely altered, um, turned from whatever its original condition that it was in and augmented and mutated into something else that was seemingly the pilot of this construct. The creature was dealt with, the head stashed for later conversation, and the team began to see these great machines coming across the horizon, these borecons that were busy boring into the surface of Alexandria, seemingly extracting something. And this is when the team had suddenly realized that utilizing the particular ship that they had come in possession of had created a time dilation. Their untrained use of the ship had caused them to travel a year forward in time during their travels to the edge of the glacial lake. The team then discovered that somewhere deep in the mountains north of the Sundered Rim, an old abandoned fortress. They decided to investigate it, which they did. While most of the group stayed on the edge of the forested area, um, Willa and Bella found themselves pursuing the senators towards the secret chamber, or the secret fort. Yes. 
Sure. I remember what happened. Okay. There's more chaos. There was some kind of beacon that led us there. We sure. Shape to there get there. A, uh -huh. There was a distress signal. Yeah. There was a just like mm -hmm. so. Probably the other things knew that when we because they were all connected because we had a conversation with a space person. Um, there was a dragon that was invisible. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and now we're going up there to make sure we didn't accidentally, you know, trigger a thing or something. And now their dragon pet is going to be in danger, which is why I've gone up there. Sure, that's one version. Um, fundamentally, the remainder of the group stayed at the Forested Edge while Willa and Bella began to investigate where the beacon was. Rather than go and fill the rest of you in, they decided to go and speak to the senators. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have so much choice in her hair. It was a consistent thing. Was it? Was it really? <laughs> So with that, Willa and Bella had went and had a conversation with the senators. The senators seemed to identify her as something called a dryad, felt that she was out of her preserve or her place where she's supposed to be, and took – I don't remember if they knew Bella was there or not. I don't think I they don't did. Uh, they then escorted Willa of uh, – Escort might be a bit docile. Um, they encouraged Willa with their sense of come along or else we'll skewer you um, into the fortress area. Because they had to twist her arm so hard. Mm. So hard. Yeah, they just said, come in, follow us. And then there's me going, okay. please, come, and please said, come, and meet okay. our, come and meet our leader. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is why you keep Now, <laughs> the four of you are watching as Willa's being escorted. You're assuming Bella is with her. So they're being escorted into the entrance of the abandoned fortress. You guys are down below. You lose sight of her. Is there anything the four of you want to do at this point? Before she leaves, I want to... Well, we did our best. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we did what we could. I don't know if I want to cast message. I don't want to be small or flying or hairless. Can you imagine a hairless kitty? <laughs> I think they have a name for that, don't they? Sphinx. Sphinx. <laughs> it was a, a gold dragon. That's what it was. Because I got gold dragon scales. Mm. No. They're clever, neutral, protective, and haven't been seen in almost 200 years. And it's assumed to be young. Because of the size of it. That mm. was pretty much just hiding in the trees. Because the trees are like, they just legs on this. Right. Questioned by the agent William Cooper, uh, Connor. Uh, and we, we convinced him where, yeah, we were agents of uh, William Cooper. How far are you going back? We have no, to go but on the spaceship. We, we, yeah, we convinced him. With the raven pin? Because we, we showed the raven pin to the, the other <laughs> alien. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you left us alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. Oh. 
All right, so I say we rescue Willa and then we go back to the ship and try and see if we can go back in time using the ship. The hardest part's going to be getting into the cave. Unless oh, we figure right. it, yeah, because there's no cover. Hardest part's going to be getting into the cave, not trying to go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back in time is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just in reverse and we'll go back in time. Yeah, I like that idea. We go back to the moon, we go to the dark side of the moon. I'm sure that it's fix everything. No, no, no. You just, you're not there. <laughs> I'm captured. I'm not captured. I'm, I'm going Superman. to talk with their leader. Go backwards. Mm-hmm. We'll go in the bug, go back, like the Superman. Right. Yeah. We'll make the make the planet turn backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Because a little bug can completely do that. Superman can do it. That little bug can do it. Superman can do it. Like Flash could totally do it. Flash is time. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole premise of the new movie too. Yeah. This is what happens when you bring aliens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're assuming they're aliens, but that's that's fine. It's all it's all fine. So, what are the four are you doing? You've lost track of Willow at this point. How far up is the? About a quarter mile. You're at the edge of the forest, you had watched her walk out and have the conversation with the centaurs, and then they just kind of led her up. No, because they led her up a long path. They were too far away to really be able to listen in. And they were, well, once again, you're assuming the bell is with her. The two of them were led up the long path, a windy path that led up to the front. Like the fortress is like kind of a like the Anasazi, you know, adobe complex. It's built in the side of a cliff. It's very much built like that. So you watch them go into a cave-like entrance. But the facade is this, just this old abandoned fortress, the stone, like... Just bluff side How fortress. Many did they leave um, in front, you could see maybe a couple, and then down on the main path, there's two senators just kind of keeping an eye on the area where they had discovered Willa. They don't, they don't seem to feel like they're under threat. They're just kind of keeping an eye, almost like they were surprised to find anyone here. And our um, magic mm-hmm. items aren't magic anymore. Or are magic items still magic? I, um, I can give that a test. I'll hold up my magic eye and see what I can see. <laughs> see what yeah, but that had to detect goes. active magic. They seem to still be magical. Are they? Are they? The items still seem to be magical. So far, certain spells don't seem to be working, while other spells seem to be kind of chaotic. It's only in this area, though, because we donn't have a problem with the fight, right? I mean, mm-hmm. What? As far as you remember the fight, when the fight took place. What did you cast? I think I cast Invisibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you became And I flew. Floated. 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 <laughs> like a balloon. Yeah, just swelled and floated up in the air for a little while and then eventually. No, you're like the snake from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Harry Potter's hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's way better. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking of a floating more version of the blueberry girl from uh, yeah. Yeah. the candy factory. Yeah. Violet, you're Violet. Violet, you're Violet. What did you cast? I tried to summon my guardian spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So that's both arcane, arcane, and uh, the the summoning the spirit. Summoning the guardian spirit is is divine, right? Mm-hmm. So it was arcane and divine both. And uh, my natural stuff was fine, but I didn't really try any my other spells, so nothing really happened to me. You didn't cut it clear. Oh, there. Wait, did you grow? Um, just, just not there. I don't remember what. what we, um, it's been a few weeks. Let's do a little meta. That's fine. Trying to remember what we cast. We are natural pigeons. Well, as you and Bella are brought into the hallway entrance, the four senators guiding you into the space. This is a nice place you have here. Uh, quiet, please. Not used to our trees talking. Don't want to scare the children. You're still talking. Why do you continue to talk? Oh, he's just kind of like, he's kind of growls in your general direction, guides you through the hallway. And as we see all the, all of the centaurs flee out of the, they bring you into this giant common space mm-hmm. um, it feels like a tear cord but there's pinpoints of light kind of leaking through like maybe air shafts that are burrowed deep up in the rockscape above you and what you saw in the exterior you're now seeing interior carvings of buildings and like the there's like this four-story structure carved into the rock and then a two and then a single story it's like all these structures carved in and you're seeing all these strange creatures um uh you're seeing um herodons and (coughs) creatures that look like they're half humanoid and half hippopotamus and some creatures that look half human and half rhino some that look uh, you watch as these strange creatures that look like they're almost like um, insect-like creatures, kind of like staring at you strangely with these eyes and antenna that just kind of natter and click together as you walk by. Um, and there's variations of ages. Um, give me a history check to see if you can recognize a different group that you see off to your left. Okay, so 21. 21. Um, oh, shit, I forgot about my tablet was running. Can you hand me the tablet behind you that's plugged in and open? I know this is going to be a question, but she had like a hollow point. Is, is she technically hollow inside, too? <laughs> Most would say she's hollow through and through. <laughs> I'm a tree, yeah. I'm sure I've got some the head portion, yes. <laughs> There's a giant empty head knot behind her. Yeah. <laughs> you look through the knot hole and you see the, the, the holes so where her eyes are. A, a mask like face, right? I'm all like, well, technically, I don't have eyes. I just have like these. Like, That's true. You do have blind that, sight. Yeah, the flower buds that like mimic what eyes look like or kind of cover. And just look through fake ones. So like, basically, you could crawl inside my skull and it would be no Ew. Actually, you know what? That would be a good idea. Is there like an open look? Horrible. I try to find Oh my god. She crawls <laughs> into the, the knot behind your head. Yeah. And 
she uses one of your blind sight sockets to just kind of sit there and stare out of it, like so looking and seeing <laughs> everything that you see. Um, well, and do, what'd you get for your history check? I got 21. You recognize that there's a tribe of Githyanki here, um, astral seafarers. And you recognize the Harrigans, which are part rabbit, part humanoid. Um, there are a lot of fey creatures here that look like they've taken on a lot of humanoid features. Part human. It's a humanoid oh, rabbit, basically. A Haragon. I have a blood Of course you did. Was based on the Monty Python bunny? <laughs> of course. Was there a, was a there named Tim? Mara's already gone. <laughs> I get so many comments. Mara's my man. That's how you play D&D. <laughs> both ears open and both eyes closed. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so there is a large variety of what you would consider astral creatures and fake creatures here. And printed in what could only be described as like a magical script at the very back of the interior runes of the fortress is a giant word that says sanctuary. Sanctuary! Yeah, is there like a, a girl with like a purple dress going around screaming for sanctuary? <laughs> no, but a silver-skinned dragonborn begins to approach the two of you. <laughs> she is wearing strange garments that you haven't seen before. They look very strange. They're they're made of leather, but she has these like epaulets on her shoulders. Um, she seems to kind of bear resemblance to some of the imagery that you've seen of, well, to some degree, she's kind of wearing a uniform, just different colors, different representation than what the cobalt was wearing that you found, the mutated cobalt. He was wearing kind of like a strange kind of jumper leather outfit as well. And she's got glasses on. She's got this strange, confused look on her face as she stares at you, Willa. And as she gets closer, she brings a journal out from her belt and holds it tightly to her chest. Why have you left your preserve? Why are you here? I'm here because I was with friends and there were metal things and there was this beacon and it brought me here. How did you have the ability to understand that the beacon was broadcasting? The beacon only broadcasts out to those that are astral dwellers. Well, it was your friends, it was your friends. <laughs> I'm not absolutely sure. It's like she's not even listening to her inner conscious. Would you say your friends? Are there more of you here like you? No. Or they're, no. not, they're not exactly like me. They're friends, and we saw your encampment far, and we didn't. Jermaine, we didn't go and seek them. them out and bring them here immediately. We didn't 
They may not linger out there. They will cause problems if those boar machines travel outside the preserve looking for them. It'll be a hassle. Go, Jermaine. Find them. They might be violent, but we didn't want to be violent. No, that's why I came here. We are not violent. No. <laughs> it's like, Willis, tell the violent. truth, and your conscience is trying to convince you to lie. <laughs> So is this a reverse Pinocchio? I can't lie in my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We did not go to Pinocchio. Never team those two. Ever, 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 ever again. Okay. <laughs> Try to find a brain to train. So the two of you are, are in this conversation with this dragonborn. Like, uh, approach them like. Cautiously. Cautiously. Cautiously, because, you know, they sent me ahead because Jermaine, we didn't want you to think we were violent. Convince them to come here, please. Oh, God. Yes, ma'am. And the senator takes, like, five other senators with them, and they trundle out the front. For those of you out, for those of you out front, you watch coming out of the main entranceway into the fortress, the additional senators coming out. One of them you recognize is one that Willa had um, traveled with. <laughs> they make their way down and they catch the attention of the two senators. And then now there are seven senators. Willa just ratted us out. There are seven senators in the open glade where Willa met with them. And one particular senator, we know you're here. Your friend has told us that you are here. We only look to preserve the integrity of the boundary of the preserve. Sanctuary is threatened. My mistress has asked me to ask you to please come inside the fortress. Are you here? And can you hear me? And he's like looking at the edge of the forested area. I'll step forward. I'll step forward with the ivory. Anybody else out there? Come on, you big lug. Are you going to still hide? No, I'll come out. Speaking of work, like... Not you notice work. all the senators stare at you with just these faces of shock and surprise. They all stagger back as they see you, and they all look at each other awkwardly. And you don't speak their language, so they murmur amongst each other. And the lead senator, like, very cautiously approaches, at first walks by Jade and then walks by Zephora and Scarlet and approaches you. What is your name, sir? Meryl? We were not aware that any of your kind were left. They were all exterminated during the Sundering. This has gotten most interesting. My name is Jermaine, Jermaine Clovenfoot. Please, all of you, follow me, if you would, please. Do they, do they speak Elvish? Try them out. Do I speak Elvish? What are they speaking? The Sylvan, we do speak. As Jermaine as looks at you. Clovenfoot would be the name of the tribe. So it's Jermaine Clovenfoot is usually how they surname themselves. Is this the gentleman? Do they speak Clovenfoot? 
Correct. Do they speak common? Yes, we do speak common. How do we understand the they were asking. They were talking in common when they were. When they came out, yeah. Okay. They assumed that you spoke common, okay. although I would say they switch frequently between Sylvan and Common. But they like as they kind of guide you guys towards the path to follow them up towards the entrance. Five of the senators are speaking in their own language, just shocked at Morrow's presence. They seem like you don't even need to make an insight roll. They are stunned that there's an orc here. Tell me that, like, we gotta kill one more and then there's, there's none. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He, I don't think they tried to, uh, they weren't the ones killing them. He's I gonna become our... their stud. He's gonna be overbred. <laughs> oh, darn. We have a bunch of half orcs. No, they'd be good half half orcs. Are you a half orc or are you a half orc? He's a half orc. Yeah. Half-orc. It'll be orcatar. It'll be an orcatar. An orcatar? Yeah. Orcatar. Orcatar. Eventually, Thea and Bella, you can hear your friends kind of nattering with each other and talking as they're brought into the same chamber that you're currently in. And then, what? Thea. Whoa, sorry, Willa. <laughs> she has so many names. <laughs> so many names. Um, <laughs> so as they come in, as you guys are led into the chamber, everything I described for them, you guys can now see. And it's a massive interior space. I mean, you could basically a small city inside this back end of this huge cliff. Um, you see, you don't see Bella, but you see Willa having a pretty intense conversation with a dragonborn, silver skinned, wearing an interesting kind of leather jumpsuit. She looks past Willa and goes, ah, the rest. And she stops as soon as she sees Morrow. By the gods. And then looks at Jermaine. You better get Quelf down here now. Uh, uh, yes, ma'am. And you watch as Jermaine kind of canters up towards um, a pathway that's taken deeper into the fortress dwelling. They call this the preserve? or The, the sanctuary. sanctuary. They described where you guys came from as the preserve. In the back wall, you'll see. Hello, good people. My name is Vetrix. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, You interest me. I can understand your dryad friend wandering from the preserve, but. Yes, she keeps saying that. She's quite adult. Um, She's never remembered her past. Oh. <laughs> I remember plenty. I just don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> That's really a t-shirt. I remember plenty. I just don't know if it's real. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Do you go to one of the t-shirt Etsy right. stores? Mm-hmm. I remember okay. plenty. And on the back, just, just don't know if it's real. So as yeah, like as Willa turns to look at all of you as you come in, you see a tiny little Bella in her left eye socket <laughs> doing this to let you know that she's still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take I Willa. don't feel safe in there. <laughs> I'll take Willa out of. I mean, I'll take Bella out of Willa's eye socket. What? <laughs> 
Did your friend's brain just come out and go on your shoulder? No, it's another friend. Yeah. Oh. Hi. <laughs> you people are quite strange. Um, well, you're not members of the preserve, are you? No. What is the preserve? I don't That's even know depends. what you're talking are about. You friendly? The preserve <laughs> is the buffer between sanctuary and the new masters of this world. Those that were not eradicated during the sundering are allowed to remain in the preserve. I'm not surprised to see Tabaxi here or Elvins as well. Sylvans are known to the preserve. Dryads, however, are not allowed in the preserve. Your masters might be interested in understanding where you are. As far as those that are extinct, I am at a quandary. No, not stink. Ex oh my, they haven't <laughs> changed even. No. He um, is an original, isn't he? How long ago was the sundering? Uh, sundering was nine months ago. Well, depends on your perspective. Is that the machines that are going up and down? Oh no, the Boracons that you describe. Those are owned by a organization uh, called Mechanics. Um, they are not from around here. Unfortunately, some time ago, there was a occurrence in a place called Vasselheim. The occurrence, unfortunately, shattered the world as we know it. The Shadowfell and the Fae collided. The Shadow Moon came into existence and became the Void. Oh my. What is the year, Spencer? Well, good. Ma'am. Would be great. <laughs> she is a dragonborn. Yes. Dragonborn Vectra. Pilot Vectra. What do you pilot? I pilot a dreadnought. Why are you here? I collect lost souls and I take them to other places of existence. Asteroids, wild space, planets that exist other than here. Unfortunately, Xandria is dying. Are we free to leave? Where would you go? Are you happy being on the preserve? Because if you leave the preserve, especially with him, your lives will be in great danger. Why Mechanics that? will not allow his kind to remain. You mean on... On, on Alexandria? No, anywhere. What was the threat that they posed? Uh, they were deemed non-essential. By who? Did Jerry's report make it that far? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't know. It's not a matter of whom. It's more of a matter of a what. The Oracle of the Mechanics is fascinating thing. Are you the oracle? The mechanics are led by an organization called the Grey. The Grey <laughs> are entities yes, that have brought very unique things to our world since the period that we call the Sundering. When the Shadow Moon transformed itself due to the collision of the Fae and the Fell. It 
created the great void. The void allowed the gray to find their way here. They've established an asteroid location near the void, and now they administer what they call planet number 154XR32. <laughs> planet number 154XR32. Hey, I don't know where my reports go after I... What did you do? Telepathically send them. So... Are any of you magical creatures by chance? Yes. Yeah. Who here bears the weight of magic? Please. Four of you. Very well. Take these. And she hands you three little necklaces with little tiny stones on them. Can I get this? Just, just like, yeah. If you want, go what for it. What do they do? Uh, they allow magic to work for you. Oh, well. Does it also imprison you and prevent you from, you know, so leaving? It'll or stop you things? turning into a tiny yeah. person. Oh, is that what happened to her? Yeah. It's a wonder she didn't explode into a million pieces. You should count her graces. Is that what happened to me? Roll a 100. Uh, I'm sorry, roll a what? <laughs> Why would you roll? Just don't do magic without these. Just put on the fucking stones. That will keep you from blowing us all up. Okay. So what about um, magical items? Magical items do seem to do tolerably well now on Exandria, and they are allowed as long as they are not relics that could pose potential harm to us. Are you in charge of the planet then? No, I'm in charge of the sanctuary. Where everybody's, the only people that are alive are at now? These are people that have chosen not to live on the preserve, and I am gradually finding them new homes through my the organization that I work for. So if we had a way to leave this place like Exandria. Yes. Could we? As long as you have the skill set for astral faring, I see no reason why you couldn't. I'm sure if you are in possession of a vessel, we could suppose, I suppose I could find people to help you Make sure that it's working properly. Where is there to go? It depends on where you choose to go. I mean, once the sea covered all of Wildmont, most of Tal'Dorei and uh, the survivors of Vasselheim have come here. We don't know much yet of Marquette. Our understanding is that there was quite a earthquake there ascended the entirety of its region. Now it's believed to be nothing more than a simple chain of islands. So, well, I meant more of like if we're not here on this planet or whatever you call it, where is there other places to go to live somewhere? I, I most of the places that we know about are named asteroids, surviving chunks of worlds that have succumbed to the mechanics organization. Uh, the gray are sometimes tolerable, but not always easy to get along with. You do notice, of course, that we have a contingent of Yankee here, masters of the Astral Sea. You kind of look around, you can see a good three or four dozen Yankee kind of gathered amongst themselves, staring very suspiciously in your guys' direction. Uh, give me a history check. 
Bella's still three inches tall, so. Uh, wait, She's on my shoulder. <laughs> 19. 19. Who's doing an insight on the stones? You or what'd you get? 13. 13? She seems genuine, but she's probably holding a lot back. She's testing to see, know whether or not you guys are real. Is there any chance that if putting this on, I won't be able to take it off? Is what I'm looking for. Uh, it looks like it's removable. Okay. Do you put it on? Um, she, she's gonna wait for us to put it on. <laughs> well, I already put. Yeah, Scarlet put hers on already. The the stone flared a bit, like a yellow blue, and then settled again. I'm not going to burn a spell. <laughs> so I'm going to find out if this trinket works. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> okay, fine. I will put it on. Okay. Flares, and then I'm going to cast message. Who do you cast it to? Never mind. I'm just going to cast light. Glows in your hands. <laughs> Look at my tail. Other than the nine foot long armpit, no, I'm just kidding. Um, just the coin that's in your hand kind of glows with the focus of the light. Seems to work fine. Okay, turn the light off. Doesn't work the neck. Well, if you try to cast again, I need you to roll a d100. No, 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 I take the necklace off. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, Vexina kind of looks. You could call me Vex for short, um, or Vacna, your your choice. Um, <laughs> that was my mission right out the, right out the window. All of our missions. What mission is this? I must admit, the attire that you're wearing, traveling with an orc, I am confused. We're missing a, a little bit of time. Yeah. We traveled from. The city to uh, the you yeah. used one of the void moon vessels, didn't you? Maybe. Mechanics had cataloged the entirety of the void moon and it discovered some things missing from it. Oh. Like what? Interesting. <laughs> A vessel, items that were cataloged for later use. They currently have a particular individual in their care. That is giving them all the information they need to understand about how to use the secret lab and the dissection of the great dreadnought creature that's there. Don't look at me. Just stare at you, bitch. Just go there. <laughs> it's not me. It's not Sephora. It's um, Jerry. Uh-huh. Jerry wasn't there with us. It's some member of an organization of the Helix or something. I don't oh, know. The oh, White oh, Lion oh. is what they call him. Evidently, he was in possession of some rare artifact that he knew how it worked, and because it worked, they were able to maintain and control a device in Vasselheim that caused the Sudrine. Crap. So we need to go back to the ship. We need to go back to the ship. Can you have any more of those necklaces? Are they real small? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we need to go back. Oh, yes, of course. And hands, uh, it's normal size. Hands it to you. It's like huge in your hands. The moment that you put it on, 
the effect fades, wow. and you slide right <laughs> off of Jade's <laughs> shoulder and wow. onto the onto the ground. Well, this is very strange. Two outlawed creatures at the same time. They are, along with gnomes. Dwarves, gnomes, and orcs are to be dealt with immediately upon sight. That's why we're called the Sanctuary. We find you a way off of this horrid planet. So it's all the, as, as long as we get off the planet, then they're okay. Depends on if you run into the Grey. As long as you travel to places that the Grey do not have an established power and they don't have the mechanics there, you should be fine. Do you know what the Greys look like? Not really. Um, they are... Some of my friends have called them little jellyfish-like creatures. Others said they look more reptilian. I would say, for the most part, no one's actually seen one yet. You see a lot of goats running by you? See a lot of what? Naked goats. Naked goats. <laughs> Why would we see naked goats? Oh, I'm sorry. I hope your goats will be fine and they find clothing. Um... So what is the intent of you? What are you? Can we go back to yesterday? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so, honey. I don't think you can. I mean, if we travel a day, well, lost a year, surely we can go back to yesterday. We have to find a place where we can... Are you saying you've suffered time loss? Yeah. Hold on. I'm pulling out that journal. Because I don't think I gave it to anyone. No. Sure. We also have a box that we were supposed to deliver and never did. Yeah, we're going to be opening up that. <laughs> um, it's like decomposed fruit. <laughs> it's like a rare plant a, that a, that could have been used basket. to like save the world. No, it's a gift it's not rotted. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gift basket. It's a good thing I'm a tree and I can probably use the <laughs> I'm going to go into my bag and I'm going to pull out the book. That journal that's titled The Gray. Okay. And it had pictures on it, right? Mm hmm In it. Sorry, pictures. In, in it. it. Of, like, athletes. It's basically a book, I believe, from the Golden Ravens mm -hmm. that was a detailed dissection and dissection manual of a creature they call the Gray. That looks surprisingly like Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Well, I'm going to... They had halfling parts, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't keep the halfling parts. I gave the halfling parts to some. I think I gave the halfling parts to Jerry. I still remember the finger I made that yeah, curated it. But, but we jar. gave that to Jerry. And I'm going to look through that book. And I'm going to look at the guys and I'm going to say, I think Jerry was a gray. <laughs> I think he was weird. It <laughs> says a lot coming from Willa. <laughs> Now let's deal with the large gorilla in the room. Um, you must return, Dryad, to your location. If they discover you are gone, it will put everything in jeopardy. 
wouldn't have been cataloged, so she they wouldn't be missing her. Oh, that's right. Time. She's a one-off. Interesting. That would also explain your friend, your orc friend here, including your dwarf friend here as well. I can guarantee you one thing. These three avoid the gray and the mechanics at all costs. What do the mechanics look like? We call them that because they are augmented individuals. We already killed them. You did what? If it was a, I don't think it was a, Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? You killed one. Thing. Was a cobalt oh, show her the head. Show her the head. Show her the head. Don't ask it questions. Do not ask it questions. And the head. Why does it have remaining questions yes. still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them. It just, she looks. Oh, the gods. You've killed one. <laughs> no, it's still kind of no. It's it's dead, but no, we're just gonna put it back in the box there. <laughs> well, I took the rest of the box. What is wrong with you? It attacked us. It attacked us. But why would you kill one? Because it attacked us. It attacked us. <sighs> Where did you find it? Um, by the sundered peaks. A couple miles from here. Over yeah. by the glacial lake, near the sundered yeah. rim. Yeah. Yes. The poison ick. Yes, uh, uh, that that place is quite poisonous now. The um, water was not good. <laughs> no, it exploded. Yeah, it exploded. It tasted gross. Yeah, she so... The lake exploded. Oh. Well, anyways, let's... This is all too much for me. Um, Please, follow me to my... Really good alcohol. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't allow that here. <gasps> Oh no, the Grey have determined that the making and consumption of any beverage of alcohol is for- forbidden. Sorry. <laughs> might explain the great, that might explain the great moonshine walls of the dwarves and the, um, and the gnomes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can we can open the first bar. Uh, oh. we'll call it the sundered bar. Oh my god, that's great. Welcome to the sundered That's right, you have the Crags whiskey, don't you? We have only one kind of drink here. We stay in Cragsbury and we And we can only serve twenty people a day. <laughs> That's a thousand gold pieces at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys begin to follow um, Vexa um, through the crowd, and there's lots of onlookers. People just kind of gawking at you. Most of them are staring at Bella and uh, Maro, just shocked to see them. Um, eventually, you get through the main crowd and you get towards a squat, carved out stone structure that has. Um, uh, two dragonborn guards wearing similar kind of like leather jumpsuits that she's wearing. Um, and she, as she passes the two of them, please make sure that we're not disturbed. We have a lot to discuss. Um, and she leads you into a very strange interior chamber. The There's lighting here, but you're not really sure what the source of the lighting is. There are crystal, like, liquid crystal windows everywhere. Um, strange glyphs and runes that seem to float within the crystalline structures. 
and there are transparent visual illusions hovering everywhere that you look. Your hand passes through it. I want to look through my eye. Your eye does not pick up any magic. It's just very opaque when you look at it. In the center of the room is a round iron table with no chairs. The Vexa goes to the other side and she hits something on the table and floating down from above, <laughs> chairs. Please. Is it similar to the last? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty similar. Now, please have a seat and let us figure out what the fuck is going on. I need you to tell me everything that happened up to this point. Inside check. Inside check. Is this a, are these chairs like these chairs where they pivot? Um, they pivot, but they don't have bases. 17. They just float. Can I? Yeah, you're currently spinning. <laughs> 17. She seems desperate. She seems hopeful at the same time. Well, do we tell her everything? Well, I guess you can tell her more than you can, I can tell her because you can talk about this Jerry fellow. I'm going to hold up a cup and be like, can I please have some? This is going to be a long conversation. <laughs> what is that? Water. It's my water. I told her it's just my water, I swear. Can you deception check as you're pouring it into her cup? Seventeen. <laughs> sort of very well. You may drink your oh, water. No. We're gonna do oh, you have water? <laughs> <laughs> I only pour it for Willa. So question of the day is how much do you guys tell her? We don't tell her anything that implicates us in any lockdown. So nothing. Every- so you tell her nothing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to interject at every turn and just tell her everything. Because uh, so, you didn't fulfill that well, we started off this year at the, at the dead uh, house. Fuck this scarlet. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should have fulfilled that contract. We <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. We were heading back to Baselheim to find friend Jerry. Because they didn't kill the Devil's guy watch. I was supposed to kill. Devil's Watch is where we started. Mm-hmm. Devil's yeah. Watch. You're gonna let her tell the story? No. <laughs> <laughs> then, we'll stop. There were these beetles. Willa. Willa. <laughs> and a wizard. <laughs> and a wizard. That's Wizzy, Allie. That guy was really Annie. Let the cats tell him. <laughs> he was sleeping for like a whole couple hundred years or something. I okay, well, and people uh, had issues with boulders for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your knot holes, which she's trying to say. Oh my God. And let me tell the story. It. And we like, couldn't save the guy. Zip it up. Zip it up. Zip it up. Silence. Wrap her in your spiders. <laughs> her spiders are all dead. <laughs> so to summarize, hope they're out luck. We couldn't say Do you want to? Who? Because he couldn't jump. <laughs> when you were trying to escape, there was the the elevator that was going up, and I got an actual twenty to shove everybody off. Yeah. But he rolled a one, so he got squished. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I wanted to save everybody. So you're originally from Vasselheim. I get that much. Yes. Okay. About a year ago. About a year ago. So before the Sunday. 
Interesting. How did you lose time? That's what I need to understand. How did the ship? That janky ship. Oh, the void ship. Coming out here to get treasure. So you weren't masters of it. Therefore, uh, when you used it, the first time, second time, second. first, second, the first time we lost. First time we went to the first moon. First we lost a month. Remember well, the actually, first time we, we went to the moon and, and we found we saw the giant and then oh, we, we came we, back down. Wait, wait, you came back from. The void moon. Didn't we get the yes. ship at the moon? Well, our yes. house had this yes. teleport thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How did we get up? Oh, the we teleportation. Teleport yes. We teleported from our house to the moon, found the ship, and took the ship. Yeah. We saw the giant and everything. You sure don't want some? You look like you might need some. This? <laughs> Water. And then Water. we went back, and then we went from there to here, and that's where we lost our year. Yeah. You watch as Supposedly. another figure walks into the room. We stop talking. <laughs> As this new figure walks in, you notice that Vaxa stands up really quick. To, ah, Master Quelf, thank you for being here. This seven-foot-tall humanoid-looking figure has lizard folk features, but they're solid gold in appearance. Their skin is gold. Their hair is gold. His hands are behind his hand. Master Quelf. Q uh, Q W E L L F. Close. I was close. I put a level and, uh, and only one wow. L. I just check out. Well, what do we have here? Orc. It is good to meet you. Pleasure to meet a survivor. It's not easy being the last of a kind. Trust me, I know. As far as I know, I think I am. My dragonborn friends are not kin. Their name is not derived directly from us, but yes. As far as anybody is concerned, I am the last of the dragons, at least of the metallics. Yes. Is that one of your scales? How about like, oh, buddy, I, I think you're shedding. He kind of walks over and plucks it from your fingers. Oh, gross. Salty. Swallows it. You know what that reminds me Yes, that's mine. Very, very gross. Buddy! So, if he's alive and she's alive, I'm here to assume that you are presented. You came out of the preserve. Am I correct, Vaxina? Yes, you are. They came from the preserve direction. Very well. How do we fix this? We go back yesterday. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you, Dryad. Why does she, she say this? I remember plenty that I don't. <laughs> she I don't doesn't know believe it's real. <laughs> but what do you mean? You remember plenty, but you don't know if it's real. Well, I have memories of the. Vaxina, did you give her a stone? Uh, yes, she has not put it on yet, sir. Put on the stone, child. Well, that was before the sundering. Put on the stone, child. The moment that she puts it on, her treant form fades. And standing there is a six-foot-tall, sylvan-featured, but very much a young, childlike-looking organic. Her skin and her form is all 
kind of like well-maintained kind of leafy like skin her hair is moss and for the first time ever willa you can see through golden eyes that's fine you can see and you can see that the magic of the stone fades and pulses as you wear it like i said she I don't know if she would or not. I imagine it is some kind of suppression magic that is on her. You are truly a dryad, child. Why they've turned you into that other form, I do not know. But I know a true fae when I see one. Do you know where you originally come from? She has any memories of I mean, the only thing that you can ever remember is that interaction that you had with the tree at Vasselheim where it showed you the Savalier Wood back when it was burning during the time of Calamity. Well, there's the memories that I thought I had. There's the ones with the great tree and the... Jerry's the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent all last week writing up 10 pages for him. He is the emperor. <laughs> I do. I I can never remember my my childhood. I don't know if it'll regain your memory or not, but if you are arcane gifted, um, Vexina, please give her one as well. And she hands you a stone. From my elven ancestry. Yeah, you put it on. You wait a moment. Nothing happens. It's not always the same for all. I recognized her magical nature the moment I saw her from up above in the mountains. It wasn't just your curiosity that brought you to my senator key keepers. I was interested in you the moment I saw you. You I smelled. As much as I miss your kind, you still stink. But in a very manly way. In a very kind of musky Manly. Well, I like the fight way. Yeah. You, however, I do not recognize your smell. I recognize that you are Yan Ti. I see that in you. But, uh, have you told anybody else that you're Yan Ti? No. <laughs> like you hear Quelf say that to Zephora. Oh. Interesting. Thanks. Now I'm looking I mean, you can pop them out if you want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't control them. Yeah. The uppers are easier to control than the lowers. The lowers are a little bit like you've always had these strange eye-shaped lowers, yeah. but the uppers you've always been able to retract and. So now, now, Jay's yes, I'm the auntie. I was going to take over the meat creatures, but or help at least. But now that's all gone. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty for you to do out there. But I'm pondering a different question. What if we could figure out a way to send you back and undo whatever it is that you did? I don't think we did anything. That's oh, yes, we did. <laughs> the problem is we didn't do things. The problem is, yeah, there was things kind of, I was yeah. supposed to do. What would Diddy do? Would, um... <laughs> 
Did he did it? Using one of the ships from the Voidland? No, unfortunately, the ships. You do not master the Void ships. They can be erratic. I'm better at it now. Yes, but the problem is you discovered something very accidental. The Void ships are very closely guarded by the mechanics in the gray. The mechanics are their militant arm of the gray. What the gray have mastered is they've mastered a, an ability that we call augmentation. What they are able to do they are able to take their strange engineering and attach it to physical creatures and therefore alter what they are. These become mechanics, or the mechaniques, as we refer to them. Now, uh, one of the concerns I have is that you've killed one, from what I understand. It's kind of alive? Well... (laughs) What do you mean? It's kind of alive. It's either dead or it's not. It's stuck on a pole, but yes. Oh. Do you have its head? I will not ask it a question. I would just like to see it and make sure. The rest of it? it? It's very morbid. May see. Oh, it's a. It's fine. I know which ones those are. So how do, you, how do we get back? Ah, it's a good question. Now, some of us have summarized or theorized that the void itself is the gateway. Is it possible for you to take your vessel into the void and figure out how to reverse whatever has happened to you? Well, if you can make your way onto the mechanic's asteroid vessel, I believe that would be the answer that you're looking for. And I suspect what you would have known it to be at the time that you discovered it was the shadowed moon, I believe. Once the shadow fell and the fae collided, creating the void space, the remnants of that moon became an an asteroid. The mechanics in the gray have been using to control this particular area of the astral sea. Now, I think the answer to these questions might be on that chunk of rock. The house. The portal in the house. If it's there. Yes. Allow me to show you something. He reaches up and he pulls the glacial kind of like glass crystal plates apart. And you're getting this kind of like overhead view of a landmass that is just cratered with meteor strikes. You would know this place is Isola, or more importantly, where Vasselheim used to be. The entire continent was sundered. I don't think our house is there anymore. I don't think so. Is uh, the Savalier Woods still there? Aren't you glad I brought you No, all of Wildmont has been submerged in a great tidal wave. It's merely islands left, similar to what happened to Marquette, although we have not made much discovery there. So, why are you showing us this? How are we going to get back? I don't know for sure, but you got here. If you got here, then something at that point in time triggered an event. That event is what we need to understand when it happened and how you can repeat it. Now, I understand your misuse of the void ship brought you forward. 
But this time, this time that you're on is now your current future. Whatever you do to go back becomes your future's past. So something will change when you do go back. The question is, can you think of an event that was going on at that point in time when you were there that altered this? The election. There was a party. Yeah, there was the winter uh, festival. Yeah, we have the recorded history of the winter festival. We have the recorded Who won the election. Uh, the the high bear seat. Um, was, from what we understand, the election never took place. It happened a day. The sundering happened a day before the high bear was to be chosen to sit in the high seat. I guess we're not Well, I don't know if that would have anything to do with it. He was a person. He was a person. He worked for the Golden Ravens. The who? The Golden Ravens. Ravens. I'll hold up the pin. Oh, my. Maybe you should tell him about your Jerry friend that you talk about. Jerry? Jerry was weird. He was a shapeshifter. Little fella. No hair. Every time no he shapeshifted, no hair. No That's why I wondering if you seen any Nate goats. He got he kidnapped. Was, we were supposed to save him, but we couldn't find a way to get there. He was kidnapped. Yeah. And you mentioned the Golden Ravens. We have. Who was the Golden Ravens that took him? That is interesting. They keep cropping up. And they were trying. And after that, when I. I'm gonna describe. When, when we were in the city, we tried. Give me a performance check as you do that. Yeah. They try to. Take her. What? 30-20? Okay, you do a really good job, and Koff goes, sounds a lot like a gray. Although they weren't, they normally don't find themselves walking among us during the period of discovery. He was taking samples of a bunch of things with like a stick. Yes, I believe they call it a probe. Yeah. That's what they call it. It collects physical material of things that they find interesting. They, analy they analyze them and send them back to what they call the Great Obelisk, a great sentient device designed specifically to understand and ascertain the creation of such creatures. If they... So, where were you when you decided to take the vessel and travel to the Sundered Rim. We were at our, at our house. So you were in Vasselheim at that time. The, there were a we group were of halflings that were hiring us to go to the house in the Sundered Peaks and retrieve their Pressure. their Pressure. inheritance. Yeah, Interesting. Their and you found the vault. You found everything, correct? Mm -hmm. You... That's where we found the cobalt. Oh, interesting. They were looking for it as well. That well, is fascinating. Because he was in there. In there with some... He was in the basement. Yes, but if he was still there and he hadn't left, I don't think he found what they might be looking for. So we should have to special go in back our treasure? to that house? Maybe we look in our treasure. Is there something special in our treasure? I think I wrote it down. It's all in your ship, though. You don't have it with you. Yeah. No, but we have a, a list of things that we found. Sure. 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 Sure.
I have other than the gold ring, I have the rest of the pieces of jewelry suffering Makachi. Your papers made out of? I don't think they were looking for the contents of the vault. I think they were more interested in the automaton creature that you encountered. They'd already put that inside the automaton. That, that is interesting. The cobalt thing was stuck to it. it was Actually, it was in its own pod. Inside. It was in a pod inside. Of oh, automaton. interesting. So it had inserted itself into the automaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't we say it looked a lot like the logs or the technology from mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I kept a piece of it. I absorbed a piece of it. No, you tried to absorb a piece oh, of it. Oh, I did. When she changes back to all the dead magic users and everything, you're like, <laughs> Like all the dead bodies come yeah. spilling out of her. That does beg to differ. I beg to wonder if how that's going to affect what I've always been doing. I mean, it depends on how you do it. I mean, all the stone does is show your true form. Taking that off would just revert you back. But I've been doing that all along. So what's it doing? Do I look like partially metal? And look- no, you look like a dryad. You look like a fey dryad. Can I, can I get a, a description of my uh, current form again? I got the golden eyes and the mossy hair. Like your hair is moss, your Beautiful. golden orb eyes. You'd be described as stunning to look at. And your skin and everything about your physical form is made of like organic material. Ivy and flowers and leaves. And flora. yeah, you're basically flora. I'm, I'm, so I'm basically what I was. <laughs> no, you were a tree before, distinct and very different looking. Now you look like more like a traditional dryad. I'll attract the enemy with my human call. Wasted. Wasted. A dozen humans stumble in. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Horny sober humans, my favorite. I love those. I love those so much. <laughs> Has anybody ever looked them up or clicked them a bunch of the newer clicks? Oh, I always click them all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a thing on uh, YouTube that you can just listen to all of them. The Dryad was my favorite. I'll check the enemy with my human call. I'm so wasted. I'm so wasted. <laughs> my favorite was the, the darkest call. Oh, my God. Like, okay, so it like, jumped from one thing to another. It was like there was a whole string of them. Like, darkest call. <laughs> it reminds me of that one cartoon. The Beyond Works. It was always cool. It was a mimic. Of a, there was a treasure chest one, and oh, there was a girl chained up to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> right. We felt like, dang it, Jerry, that's the second time. You're eating right. It's all like, man, you gotta, you gotta either evolve or die. <laughs> okay, so we are gonna talk to the. So how do you? I, I, how many more questions are you able to ask it? Uh, we haven't asked any questions. No, we have five, three. How many five. can you say five? We have five still asked. Have you haven't asked any? No. no. You, you just have a dead head. You just have a dead head in a bucket that's like, hey, uh, can, you, can you deal with me now? It's just grinding its teeth. No, 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 because what you forgot is inside the, the bucket, the spiders are eating. The spiders are not eating. <laughs> well, I mean, you only need the skull. You don't need the flesh. Don't need the flesh. They yeah. It's like you watch his Bella like pulls it out to, to show Quelf and it's like covered in little tiny spiders. Part of the skull is beginning to show. One. Yeah, I think so. I think one yes. was asked. Can we go back in time and he says, I don't think that's possible. 
We weren't asking him, but we showed it out. Yeah, yeah. That's why I put it in the bag. I was like, no more for you. Yeah, that's a very difficult spell to control. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, with the sundering came the collapse of the veil between worlds. Uh, magic does not quite work the way you remembered it. It's because you were in the preserve. So, getting to the point, we were over by. Did the time change? Right, that's where the preserve we is. So, can someone, did, is did someone knowledgeable time? about the ship world, to be able to change? help us get back? I have some gift pilots and some freeing pirates that could help you. Pilots that can help you There's understand. No yes, void ships are very different from normal astral vessels that we use. They are very difficult to manage. Yes, to get the reason why they've become extinct. Jade, did you master the? <laughs> I have, I have figured out the helmet. Figured out better. Yes. Figured out. Figured out. Figured out. I know the difference between sashimis and sushis. I've figured it out. Um, Fucking degens from the astral seas. Time, but it only took like a couple hours to get here. <laughs> I just, I'm just thinking of Jerry like just like with a purple <laughs> just on this huge Diaz, with, and it's a, like, way, way up like, on this not quite, like, not quite, but long Diaz and it's like with stairs and he's got this. You're gonna love what I on. did for him because I took it from an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh. Can you guess which one? Is it the one where he makes that with the entire planet? No, no, that's one of my favorites, but it's not that one. <laughs> uh, it's the one with the 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 uh, bugs. No. The face huggers. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I'd model his return off that. Jerry's walking around with like stuff to his face. <coughs> no, you're summer. Or, huh? You're, you're summer. Summer with a toothpick. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you accidentally became in I'm charge. Okay. <laughs> that's even better. That's perfect, Jerry. I'm watching. I'm all I can do is that with my vision, I could recognize what you truly are. I can see all your true forms. I, unfortunately, I don't know your past. I don't know why they chose to hide you. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a curse, but you, your form's been purposely changed for a reason. I know we should do that. We should all just nudge him and all. <laughs> you just have like a banner going across the game. We've all fallen asleep. It's been a rough week. <laughs> Especially when you sit in a comfortable studio. <laughs> like if we were in the uncomfortable one, he'd be too warm to fall asleep. I got comfortable one. I have a bruise on my back that's patterned in my chain mail. She helped work it a little bit. Yeah. It was a rough week. Anyways, I don't know enough about your past to give you details to why they chose to hide you this way. Just be aware that if you take off the necklace, you'll revert to your altered form. Putting on the necklace cancels the wild magic that has been imbued into you. 
God, if we the necklace, if we go back in time, will the necklace still work? I don't know. I don't even know if your memories will maintain the understanding of this encounter that we've had. No one's ever really tried to pass through the void with the intent of returning or transitioning to a time period other than the one that they're in. So, What normally happens when people go through the void? Normally you find yourself in another part of the Astral Sea. So, so they can train us, but they can't go with us. And then we go through the void in the ship, and then we go back in time. Anything or anybody that were to travel with you, if you were to go back from where you came from, would put that in jeopardy. It could be, it could create a paradox where other branches of existence happen, and the sender happens yet again, but in a different way. So we probably should. Necklaces back with us. No, we can take the necklaces. Well, if we take with us and it doesn't exist in the future, therefore the necklace itself becomes a time paradox. Or they simply become inert, don't work. They only work right now because wild magic is. The reason why, if you're on the preserve, they purposely contain. What's the preserve? The preserve is a great landmass where the Grey and the mechanics have deemed it acceptable for certain species to exist, mostly wild animal and other species. They've been gathered throughout the entirety of Exandria and deposited in the preserve. Is that where we're at right now? No, you're on the border of where the preserve is, and the remnants of a small bit of Isora that still exists. What are the machines harvesting? We don't know for sure. They seem to be harvesting uh, gases, metallurgies, other chemicals. They call them chemicals. I don't know what they mean by that. Our alchemists would call them components, I guess, perhaps. They are harvesting Alexandria. Um, there are cases that Lexi has seen that uh, they've hollowed out entire planets collecting resources. I haven't seen some of the things that we saw walking through here, like those insect creatures. Where are you from? What do you mean? Here? Oh, they are from other parts of the Astral Sea. Why are they here? They traveled here thinking, unfortunately, that the void was something to inspect. They got too close. They were brought through when they didn't intend to. If they come under the... If they're commandeered by the mechanics, the mechanics merely reposit them in the preserve. However, if they are dwarf, gnome, or orc ancestry, they are terminated and dealt with accordingly. Well, we better get back and fix this because... Well, we're presuming that it might be fixable. I don't know. I just... For a group of people out of place and out of time, you represent the best opportunity for us to maybe figure this out. Yes, but Master Quelf, there's a possibility if you let them go, they will find the sanctuary. I understand, but... We found you because there's a beacon. Yes. I can assure you that was coincidence. Oh, we've my, my well, not mine. Um, 
uh, Vaxina's uh, dreadnought ship, buried deep in the cliffside face, sends out a very specific signal to those that are turned into it. You said your ship picked up on it. Yes. Son of a bitch. That's what they were looking for. A kobold stumbled upon you by accident. He was tracking our beacon. They've figured out our code. Vaxina, go and shut down the beacon. We will figure out a different way of doing this. Quickly. Holy yes, Master Quelf, do it immediately. And she disappears out of the room. Yes. So I'll say we do go back in time and hopefully we don't fuck up and meet ourselves and start a vortex thing going on. Um, well, that's fair. If we ever did run into you again, what would be the quickest way to show you that we're friends, not enemies? If you ever were to run into me again, I'm not sure you understand the concept of you may not retain memory. But if write it out. What if you write it out? Let me see your notebook. Well, if you write it down, you will not understand why you wrote it down. No, just surprisingly, out of the weird things that we've done, I'm sure the weirdest thing we can do is write it down and understand what we are supposed to Because we're weird that way. Well, there was those... I have a feeling that... I can't imagine that the entire sanctity of a timeline of existence rests on such common shoulders. I have a feeling that's better that we don't remember do remember that way we can fix it or at least that we know we need to do something well for now and how far back do we go i don't know that's the other question i continue to ask you what event was going on at the precise moment that you traveled in that vessel that vessel interacted with something during your travels that would have been its trigger. That would have cast you through the uh, void when I it did, came into existence. I did uh, finish rowing on garden uh, plants. Mm. Uh, it's, it's better that you don't talk, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because, like, you look over at Willa and she's like this stunning, gorgeous, mm. like flora-like creature. But yeah, it's the same shit coming out of her mouth. <laughs> Very true. Why is it always you don't want the hot ones to talk? <laughs> <laughs> Being close to we're having that conversation the other day. <laughs> we had a friend of ours die. Oh, that's right. That one girl died. Mm-hmm. And they also had the control of Matthias. 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 Oh, oh. What about that little spider thing? We did talk about oh, already had mentioned the spider guy. Yeah, I Can't imagine that something like that would. The moment that we were leaving, it was the the halflings that were in our house. The halflings that, wanted us to go there blood, to that blood um, bracelet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, not a blood oath, but it was a bracelet that was blood bound. Mm-hmm. Um, this bracelet. Describe it for me. Describe the Give me a performance check, see how well you do. Do you actually have advantage because we're totally helping? Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's better. Uh, performance? 13. 13. Sounds like minor illusion magic. 
bound to the blood of an inheritor, and therefore the illusion magic triggered the event of the conversation, which then caused you and your friends to get into the ship and then travel to the Sundered Peaks. You think someone sent us there as a distraction for us? No, because while you were traveling, the sundering occurred, the void gate would have opened, and you were cast through up to a year ahead. This was an accident. The sundering began during your travels. Somebody had initiated the shadow bone. Was there anybody or any person of interest staying at your residence when yeah, you traveled? Yeah, we thought it was a coma. Was we tell them about the, ma the magic coma. user guy. Gregor. Gregor. Gregor and... His brother. Gregor the Grey. Yes. Uh -huh. Was it Grey? He wasn't a Grey. It wasn't a Grey. No. Gregor, he looked like a ghost. Oh, Gregor the Grey. Oh, yeah. He was a... He was a... He was a spirit. Gregory. Are you telling me that Gregor the Grey was in your domicile when you left? Yeah. Yes. Well, no. He wasn't well, no. He, he had fled. <laughs> He slides some of the uh, the panels to show another illusion. But his brother was there. It's, yeah, his brother was kind of dead. Um, it's an oh. image of the lion. But his facial features remind you of Gregor. Oh, great. The Gregor is... It's like Gregor. William Conifer's physical form, but it's Gregor's face. So but their eyes and facial appearance remind you a lot of Jerry's appearance, like facial features. Wait, wait, wait. Let, he has let, hair. Let, let me straighten this out. Doesn't mean no good gray. The ghost looks like a gray possessing a, uh, the Goliath. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, when you say it like that, it sounds quite insane. It does sound Was he insane. bald? It, it, it's. Well, they're all bald. Goliaths are bald. Jerry's bald. <laughs> the gray have the ability to move their minds from people to people. Your people would call it possession. The grays call it transmutation. Well, his brother. What was his? Rumbles? Rumbles. Well, but that wasn't his actual name. Yeah, his actual name. I know, I'm looking for I wanted to um, put a blade in him so badly. Right, Gregorian von uh, Weizen. In fairness, we left him to the spiders to see if they just eat him. That's no fun. That was Rumble's milk. So, Gregorian von Weizen. One of the greatest authority of the Grey was in your domicile at the point that you left. So we should Maybe. go back and stab him in his coma? <laughs> I don't believe he was in what you call a comatose state. That was his brother. I think he was being possessed. It was very strange. Henry. Henry was the ghost. Henry was the ghost. Yeah, yeah. 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 plus uh, Henry's wife died. All of his Henry was the ghost. That looked very Sorry. much Hold on, I'm trying to find a different hair. Henry's brother's name. I just said. I think we can narrow down that as being the key event. How it triggers it, I'm not certain. But up on that astral body that orbits this planet is where he sits. He's not the one in charge, unfortunately. Some fanatic called, and I believe it might you might know him. And you watch as he brings up another panel of illusionary light. 
And there's Jerry. It's Jerry. Hey, you found Jerry. Jerry, Jerry is Jerry. wearing a black, purple, and red oversized cloak. He's wearing a leather jumpsuit. But as all of you that know him well enough stare at his eyes and his face, he looks confused and quite idiotic at the same time. Yes, once you mentioned his name, they call him the Proct, Jerry the Emperor, the all-seeing admiral and general of the mechanics. He is the one responsible for most of what's been going on down here. He seemed to have an affinity for hating dwarfs, gnomes, and orcs. It was his insistence that they be eradicated. That might be our fault. <laughs> Why would that be your fault? He's quite mad. I mean, look at him. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a picture of uh, Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty. Just, <laughs> just like when he's the scientist on Pluto. <laughs> was, um, Greg, Gregor the, Gregory the what? Gregorian von Reisman? No, what was he? Gregor the Grey. Oh, he is the one that commands mechanics. He is the one that answers to this individual you call Jerry. Why would he hate Why would he hate the dwarves and the orbs? I don't know. <laughs> to be clear, I'm standing here with people. They're from a year from my past. They just wandered off the preserve. They have a void ship. They have two individuals that have been extinct for well almost a year. And now we're having a discussion about how to fix all of this. I'm the last of my dragon kind. I can assure you, if I could pawn this off onto someone else, I would. Well, it all happened during the period we call the Sundering. Within a few days, the entire world was fractured. Things changed. Entire cities and Empires wiped out overnight. Invisibility does not make you impenetrable. Yeah. It merely makes you not be seen. When an entire continent is consumed in flame, it's not as if my invisibility would protect me from it. My wings did, however, when I flew away from it. So we go back in time, go back to the moon, and destroy it? I don't think I can destroy the moon. Oh, that's interesting. What if you go back to the Shadow Moon and the answer lies there? It was all very gibberish. We didn't understand. The Shadow Moon is where you gain possession of the vessel, correct? Yes, the creature that they've been dissecting. Greys are very fascinated by the creatures that. Yeah, we ended up with some. Well, we have a. Files that they've made from. We had a few enemies back a year ago, and maybe you could help us know more about them and how to defeat them. So I know you've already mentioned the Golden Ravens. We know them to be a clandestine group of wizards that sought unique creatures and unique devices of unknown magical origin. They are an offshoot of an organization, I believe, called the Cerebus Assembly that operated out of Dwindle. 
a kingdom called King Dw- so Kingdom Dwendalian. Dwendalian Empire, I believe, is what it used to be called. Another question is, hmm. how far can we go back? I don't know if it's even possible that you can. If you can, the real question is, how can you control it? And if you can control it, then how far? Because you, you could, go back? could we go back far enough before they kidnapped your friend Jerry? Interesting. That would be good. Is that the crossroads? An additional couple of weeks, month, two months. Well, well because we lost the month the first time when we came back down. So probably like three months. And yet losing that month didn't have concern in your minds about using the ship again, did it? Oh, crazy really. people. We kind of needed to get out of town. I'm beginning to understand this. We thought it was kind of a blessing because we had people after us. So we thought if we were a year ahead of them, then we probably think we I don't know if that makes it a good thing or an okay I can see why they're extinct now. Anyways, um, well, she may have a water problem. No, <laughs> like you keep passing the water. Oh, <laughs> yes. For some reason, this Emperor Jerry was very insistent that alcohol be banned. Something about it gives him gas. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Oddly enough, all the mechanics creatures that they, the gray make, they're not allowed to have hair. Do they have no pants, too? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry wore pants. He sometimes wore pants. He's smooth down there anyway. He's he's peach he he's peach fuzz shaven. He did have a tendency towards he would not allow pets into his chambers for yes. He did not like the idea of pets. <laughs> the domestic dog and cat have been completely eradicated. Uh, smaller creatures that are capable of domestic existence have been Dealt with as well. I'm petting Jay. Seem to have an affinity for. I'm sorry, I'm petting Ivory. <laughs> petting, petting Jade. <laughs> I'm, petting I'm okay. I'm a good girl. I'm a good girl. Cherry's gonna like me if he sees next me again. To, next to his, but next to his throne, he has a tabaxi pet. <laughs> Chained to it. Where's <laughs> your female bikini? <laughs> Yeah. Jail bikini. It's gonna be a little bottle. Just saying. What hair? I don't want him to have hair. Yeah, there, there. He's shaven. His face. We bred him so that they they lost all their hair. Something in a year. And their hips go bad at ten years. They're just really super inbred. Does anybody want that last one before it gets to the Orange, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Damn it. Mmm, brains. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like brains. It feels like Oh, it's coming out. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to leave you all to talk about this and...
give you a moment to absorb everything that's happened. I am going, excuse me. I forget the person that, like, the one that you said that you knew someone that knew how to work the ship. Can they come in here to help us figure out how to work the ship? Then? I, I will find Commander um, Zantra. Just give me a moment. Um, Our ship's out there. Is it safe? I, if it's a void ship, I believe it to be safe. Mm. I'll go get the bug. <laughs> but here's the thing. We hit it. It's fine. The Cobalt would have been in a Mechanics ship. So somewhere out there in the preserve is his ship as well. Possibly. Who's the little pod? Uh, what caused the lake to go bad like that? Uh, the mining, the drilling, unfortunately. <laughs> well, there are poisonous and acidic gases that can do damage to. That house got up and walked into the lake. There are strange corruptions that can happen in the preserve, creatures that are dropped there of magical, shall we say, accidents. Limits. Those are there too, but other things, unfortunately. The collision of so much magic and strange things have created a very kind of miasmic soup of uncertainty when it comes to things you might run into. Be honest with you, I'm surprised you've made it this far. Mm. Serendipitous. Well, all right, we better talk about this. Well, I'll leave you to it. I will check in on where Zenta is, get him squared away. Be aware that the three are very strange creatures, but very knowledgeable pilots. Yes, Ah, yes, of course. I will be sure to have some food sent in to you as well. Um, books or instructions on those ships? Thanks. Do we really want to go ask and try that? <laughs> <laughs> Make them lie to ourselves. It's very strong one. I know. It's great. You may have to make a contract. You guys can hear Quaff as he leaves. And you guys are currently in the main council chamber. And make up for him. Snip her ears and we'll go off and gallivant through the. It's not the ears that's the problem. She's a dwarf. It's the alcohol intake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beard. She can't exactly make her grow six Other things have beards. She just typically has bald. She doesn't have a beard. Did your hair didn't come back? I don't think my hair did. Your hair come back, back when she grew? Yeah, when she all the yeah, wild yeah. magic effect, everything came back. Well, if, if yeah. I, I have, because it's basically it's the full man chew. Okay, whatever. My thinking is this: if we can go back, we should go back in time to where you can control what happens to Jerry. Stop him from stop him from going. Stop him from be, at least rabbits? being kidnapped. He was because. Kidnapped. You don't know that. You don't know that. You, I'm just going by what you guys told me. Right. So, because now if he's running this whole show, something happened. You can just go back and eat the guy that was trying to kill you. Or we just killed Jerry. Why did you kill Jerry? I mean, if he's a linchpin, he's the one that starts all this. Just kill Jerry. And then it stops. Yeah, well, episode 17. 
You guys stare through the trees to see copies of yourself having a meal with Jerry. Kill them all. You have to kill each other. We have dressed up like squid people. We have to do the Rick and Morty thing where they have to kill themselves. They kill one of the copies and then bury it in the backyard. Go back and save Jerry. We're just going to assume their identities. If we can't go back and save Jerry, the next point would be probably when we're still on the moon because before we lost any time at all. Or there was a point where we knew where Jerry was taken. We just didn't follow through on it. We didn't go there because we didn't have a way to get there at the time. We didn't have a ship then. But I think we we should have taken an airship. I think we should stop Jerry from being taken because he had the primordial stone on him. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I should probably tell the dragon guy about the primordial stone. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea, guys. That might be the whole linchpin he was asking about. <laughs> the primordial stone. As, as the DM laughs. No, I'm under pretty his, sure it's under Jerry. His, under his Jerry, DM. we don't need to tell the dragon about the primordial stone. Don't we have one of those with us? We have the small one. Yeah. Well, I still have the dragon. Jerry had the big one. Jerry had the big one. The giant, the size of the So you had a primordial stone the first time you were on the ship and the second time. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, that's what he needs to know. <laughs> Kill the dwell. Kill, Kill the dwell. Kill the I'm just going to set that little bit of information right on the table. <laughs> While I go get water. We keep forgetting about that. Primordial stone get water? So you can DM still or no? I mean, we should probably not call it primordial stone if they could be listening. So we're going to call it PS. What do you think the PS could have done the show? They already heard primordial stone. Stop saying it because they might not have been listening. primordial stone? Hey guys, you know what a primordial stone Considering that the stone would kind of amplify whatever is around it, like say the sandstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the ship were to be driven by say like a, a warp engine or something like that, that the stone amplified it. No, I can drive the engine. Do you want to try? But you might have to give her the stone. The, oh, jeez. Where were you during the, back uh, in that time, though? Who, Zephora? Yeah. The stone. I met you guys until you hit the city. Yeah, she was uh, bartending. So I was bar- I was bartending and doing a bad job at it. <laughs> 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 Honestly, if we follow Jerry was kidnapped and then I showed up after you guys yeah. hit the town. Honestly, you guys if we me. went exactly the way we did before and, and saved Jerry, we'd still go back into town and we'd still come our crew with Zephora. Jerry was looking for and a then blue. And Ivar can play two characters. I know, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could make that. Uh, he could be our Travis Willingham. To, uh, so I could just, I could just, I could just take over Sephora's body. Oh God! Yeah. Two characters, Travis. And I, I, love that I, have, I love it that she's just strong enough that like, you have both dual conversations with yourself. Oh, man. Okay. But no, I'm imagining. <laughs> you guys need to get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Jerry. Zajeri? Zajeri. 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 I'm, I'm imagining Jerry turning into like a bug or something and then crawling into Zephora's brain right. and then just, you know, controlling her like that. 
like lashing out the I was thinking you were gonna say he's gonna turn into a brain Ooh, like one of those worm creatures. That, they put creatures in our ears! That took over the, the wolves and stuff. Ring powers. Yep. That's my people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, it would be something cooler. I'll have pictures like of I'd hollow her insides out. Legs and like, yeah. Use her like a robot. Like, like, so, use her like a robot? No, use her like a robot. I don't have controls in there. Use her like a robot. See, people are worried about AI. All we're going to do is make sex robots. That's all that's going to happen. Sentient sex robots. Well, that's something to worry about because, you know, those don't breed. Yeah. That's fine. There's a lot of people that don't breed. There was an argument that a bunch of... No, it was even earlier, 1972. Cherry 2000. They come out with sex robots, babe. Yeah. Totally have a threesome. With a... Who was it? Was in that movie? Like a used one from a pawn yeah, shop. Yeah, You're gonna like, hey, get the hose. You got squirt the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Get it from a reputable hey, pawn shop. Get the bot wipes. Get the bot wipes. Like the the, like the future. The future city is like, on the right side of downtown is all sex shops for robots. Get the bot. Wipes. And on the left There's side, like it's all like cleaning Islam. supplies for sex robots. <laughs> Like the bot brush. It's kind of like when computers got really popular and half the aisle was floppy disks and the other half was floppy disk cleaners. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, I can't. I, 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 that was a blast from the past. <laughs> right? <laughs> Walk into a Comp USA, it was an entire aisle. Floppy disks. Floppy disk cleaners. Floppy disk is still the same symbol, but at the same time, it can hold more than like most five, like a quarter of a quarter of a quarter. Are you kidding me? My three and a half inch discs, they could hold up to one meg. Yeah, one meg. They were stellar. Those are hard discs, though. The little ones. The little cart. Well, the little plat. Well, no, there's the little cassette cartridges. Those were five meg. Yeah. Those pushed the envelope. Yeah. (laughs) And that's still the symbol for saving today. Mm -hmm. The original ones, the little tapes. Oh, I remember those. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now that we showed our hand, whoops. Do we want to tell the dragon? We might help with the whole time travel. Yeah, it might help with the time travel. About the primordial stone. Yes. We all just keep forgetting that those exist. (laughs) Forgetting. We just at least Jerry got his reign for five minutes with us till we have to go back. (laughs) So we 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 think we know what our. Can we wave him down? Point or, or well, I mean, about 20 minutes later, he comes back in. Um, well, I've secured Zentar. Um, he will be more than happy to review your ship. And we yes. may have come up with a thought. Of, of why. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting it. Our geologist, please explain stones. Sure. found what was the. Have you guys pulled this thing out since you've time traveled? No. no. <laughs> okay. All right, pull it out. <laughs> As you open your bag, there is a very intense pulsing light in your bag. I like to think you open the bag. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Quelf is like. Old. It's going to be lost arc moment face melt. <laughs> 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 
It's so beautiful. <laughs> no, you're consequential to this story. Indiana Jones was inconsequential to that story. No matter what, the Nazis still got it, and their faces still would have melted. <laughs> the only thing he did was take it back and put it in the warehouse. The All right. Did you lose it? Oh, well, I've got different boxes now. I've got box one, box six, box. Do seven. you have a Werther's original out of the wrapper with linen? Yeah. And like, yeah, she pulls it out and hands it over to Jay. It. Um, and Quelph is like, my, "Are you kidding me?" Part of what was the problem? It didn't do that. I like shiny rocks, so <laughs> but but. Jerry, when he was taken, he yes. bigger one. Bigger than that. And I'll, like, we found it in a temple. Size. It was about that big. Wait, how big was it? Was, was yeah. it about that it was, big? About that was about this big. Are you aware of what you have there? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I say kind of question. Uh, yes, that is one thing that it is called, depending on your interpretation. We call it a creation stone. What you're holding there is enough to reshape the very planet that we stand on. And they wouldn't let me eat it. No, we wouldn't let her eat it. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Also, then we don't have to go back in time. We can just... Well, we've definitely discovered what triggered the event. Oh, great. You had that on you the first time you traveled in your ship, correct? Yeah. And you lost time. Yep. Yes. Okay. That was a month. Month. Mm -hmm. Did you look at that stone after that first period of travel? No. That means it was active with the void magic. So that when you used it a second time, the void magic of the stone was triggered and it opened the gateway. Whoops. Oh, so we caused it all. Yep. Typical. However, that also means it is currently filled with a large amount of void magic. Which means if you were to go back through the gateway with it active, it may cancel the gateway out and restore time. Or it may simply cast you out to the Astral Sea upon where you can never return. See if I can figure out how to open this. Throw it down real hard. Yeah. That's Throw it down really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the orcs are gone. <laughs> Good fighters, the orcs. They had them all in a Too bad they all starved to, together when they were told the to get the food off the wall in a round said, room. Each of you get one of these, open it. And then whoever slammed it down or used a hammer on it was like, <laughs> so is there a way you could not fondle the very existence of creation I, I, could we put it away thank you you already took my stale she took my rock you guys are mean can she have another one of and you are reckless Absolutely. Still not the point. <laughs> Your world is in ashes because of this thing. Welcome to my deal. We can't give me my rock. 
<laughs> so, we're saying um, our worst Wednesday okay. night. I, I, hate, I hate to... Maybe the magic users shouldn't be carrying something that could change the freaking world. Yeah, I'm inclined no. to believe. No. Maybe, maybe I should no. Oh, no. No, <laughs> do not no. give it to the dryad. It's not an issue either. It's no. Fine. It's just in my pocket. It's do it tomorrow. So... That's true. Perhaps. He doesn't have any magic, so maybe he should be the one carrying it. Oh, that's a good idea. Being the last of his kind at all. I mean. Well, maybe you're going to have magic. <laughs> it's responsible. Well, the question is, do we magic. think that this could cause a reversal? And the bigger question I have, you said you're this person we know, Jerry, the one that commands everything. Has a creation stone larger than that one? No, if he still has it because he was taken by the Golden Ravens. The Golden Ravens may have taken it from him when they abducted him. <sighs> it's possible, I guess. I just. But it could be how he became a bird. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. This changes so much. Creation stone. It's gotta work. You know, they didn't hide it very well if we were able to find it. They hid it very plenty well. But we were able to get it. Yes. Accidents did. happen more than twice. We're gonna do all our well, this one is from that sandstorm that they sent after us. That's So what do you think we should do once <laughs> we get back? What do we do once we get back? I think to change things. Rescue Jerry? I think you need to acquire both creation stones. And you need to figure out a way to prevent the event from happening again, which means the destruction of the creation stones. How do you destroy them? <laughs> don't know. You'll have to figure that out. They did seem to respond when they got close to become yeah. They did want to become one. There's a possibility there's more than the two two because why would they send one after the other? That doesn't make any sense. The guy didn't seem very strong either. Creation stones are the fragments or remnants of what we call primordial titans, Um, creatures that came into existence around the period of founding. The creation of Alexandria itself. The one that was in Vasselheim? The one on the pri- Or the primordial titan that was made Vasselheim. Or, or both. Maybe they were both. I didn't even think about that. What about the crystals that I took from the titan? Well, pull out the crystals that you took from the titan. What do they look like right now? They just look like inert crystals. I don't think it's the same thing. Allow me to see one of those stones for a moment. He takes it from your hand. You watch as he closes his eyes for a moment, and then the stone fills with a small amount of arcane energy, and he hands it back. These are power stones. These are stones used to uh, convert arcane energy for ships to use for power. It was harvested out of a giant's head. I'm not shocked. Very powerful magical beings have an origin to their story. 
if these creation stones are what I suspect them to be, your friend Jerry was originally sent here to look for the stone. I think it's a remnant of the creation of Exandria. Exandria was created by primordials, my suspicion is. The Grey created the primordials to form the world. They were then going to harvest the world. The primordials and the Grey didn't count for one thing. Divination, divinity, divine interaction with the greater universe, as they might say. Well, Jerry did keep saying that he was making fun of my gods. <laughs> oh my gods. <laughs> the Grey are not innately divine. You do not believe in all series of creators and all-knowing things. That much we do know for certain. And magic's pretty fun, too. <laughs> mm, depends on your perspective. But if you're Jerry, yes, it is. That's hilarious. So, that being taken into account. Where's Melora and the rest of them now? In this hellscape. Don't know. Divine magic doesn't really work here anymore. When it does, it's so erratic, it's quite dangerous to use. Just touch my hair. Well, I am going to introduce you to Zantar. He will guide you on how to operate your ship. Do you have any idea how we would destroy creation stone? I do not. They are older than even I am, unfortunately. Maybe if we break it up into a bunch of tiny pieces. Maybe if we make a wish on it, it'll just... Well, we ruined hell. I am over 2,600 years old. Okay, last dragon wasn't during our time, or a year ago. The last dragon weren't seen in almost 200 years. Yes, after the Chroma Conclave made its incursions into Amon, the few remaining metallics and chromatics that survived Thordak's rule uh, went into hiding. I never came out when Thordak ruled. I did not feel that I possessed the power to deal with him at the time, therefore I stayed and remained hiding. After the Sundering, I spent the better part of many months looking for my own kind, and that's when I found this fragment of the old world, the old Isoda world. Gathered up those survivors I could, established sanctuary, and we used this place as a way to gather up lost individuals that needed to find a way off this world. As far as I know, this is it. This is all that's left. <laughs> Even jumps. What'd you hit him with? You hit him with a cow? I don't know where it went. Don't have a cow, man. That man's been driving a lot, man. Didn't break. <laughs> he wants to catnap. Let him catnap. Over two thousand miles. In the Once last again, he failed the orc test. <laughs> one of the reasons why he's the last one. Not entirely yeah. sure why that tabaxi just threw a cow at him, but we maybe gave him it's... a ten-question test and he fell asleep at question number two. <laughs> we gave him a primordial stone and he threw it on the ground. Where'd it go? Oh, what is it? A cow, cow. Oh, it's a. What is that one of no, Sebastian's? Oh, it's your cow? Yes. 
It's your cow with a blowjob face? Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely is your cow. <laughs> yeah, we literally it didn't went hurt. Thursday, dropped stuff off, came back Saturday. Oof. What, so you got sleep Friday and that was it? It's a long haul, man. That'd be like driving to Vancouver, spending the night, getting up and going back. To- <laughs> and we're doing it again tomorrow. <laughs> and the fuel cost and time is about what it would cost just to buy new shit. So why move it? A can of gas and a, and a, and a lighter and problem solved. Hey, I like my old shit. The way it is. Well, this that's last how, one how was bringing his motorcycle up. So. Well, that's a little different. That's a, that's yeah. a cost. Just ran a pod and have it right. up there. Mm-hmm. What's the dude's name? That was a suggestion. Well, the guy he's introducing us to? Uh, you could call him Zan for short. Zan? Zan. Zan the man. Teach us how to do this so we can get back and get going on so this. So this guy's kind of useless to us. Should I just give it to him? Oh, do you have a bunch of money or something we can have so that when we go back we have some money? <laughs> you have some. I don't have any. You are a <laughs> Do you have some old gems you don't use anymore? There's no <laughs> buy here or anything? Scale? You know, it's all <laughs> It's all hunting and gathering now. She wants your sure, sheds. <laughs> no, you cannot have my scales. They're mine. They belong to me. Do you have some old gold that you don't use anymore? No, there used to be a fish else? that was very selfish. It was a rainbow fish. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, did you just bring up that book? <laughs> <laughs> this is all, what happens all, when you don't play for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> three weeks. It all goes to hell. <laughs> it's been three weeks. Three weeks. That's <laughs> <laughs> so y'all remember. Uh, it's literally what happens when I have to read stories to your son. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's been a month. Yeah, jeez. Sorry, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the uh, you know, I'm on the love tour right now. <laughs> the SCA love tour. Yeah, I'm on the summer of love tour. War schedule. Six wars down. Four to go. Uh, four to go. Are you gonna do golf wars? Oh no no. Yeah, that's okay. West End's here is the farthest route. Gotcha. Doing it mostly because you know Yari's not getting any younger. So what is Zan? So we're gonna do it as long <laughs> as we can do it. Yeah. Until we're too old to do it. Beauty of being retired. Yeah. Oh, eventually Zan comes in. Um, Imagine an upright praying mantis. They are red and green in coloration. Um, He does not speak a vocalized language. It's it comes across as clicks and clacks. Um, But he's got a communicator or something. He he does have a. a, a language glyph, you know, comprehend language glyph that allows him to be understood. So you, you'll always hear a bunch of clicking and clacking, but then you'll hear the translation of his ability to speak. It just kind of sounds very monotone when he speaks. Oh, Zan, good, you're here. Um, I'd like to introduce you to the Destroyer of Worlds. Yes, this group, right here. The like huge insect-like creature, the Threen, comes in. That was not a very funny joke, Quelf. They look very despondent about destroying the world. I think it's safe to assume that they are very, very sorry. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. 
He's not very good at sarcasm. It comes across very strange. Uh, Willow, we found your brother. Well, anyways, if you will go and get your ship, bring it up. There's an entrance point at the very top of the fortress. Land it up there. Um, Zan here will guide you on how to properly use the vessel. I feel it's very important that we go together just in case <laughs> something happens. Oh, I'm staying here. Do we want to give him his I advise whoever has the primordial stone does not travel in the ship. As the ship travels, power will continue to yeah. go into the stone. Give it to him. Do not give it back to Dom. <laughs> she rolls it. She rolls it across the table as this table starts like spinning, <laughs> yes, vibrating up, and starting to make a monster. Somewhere like a microverse just came into existence, yeah. spins off into the ether. Alexandria. So we did create a world. The end. It is now afternoonish. What would you guys like to do? I will give it back. Reverse time. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> we want to reverse time. Um, Ivory and I are gonna go back and get the ship. I'm going to try okay. to find out as much as I can about the Savalier Wood and anything that and anything about what I am. A little more heavier, and hopefully I don't forget it. Okay. Oh, I like that. So you want you want to try to track like down while you're here? Give me an investigation yeah. check as you wander the fortress, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, Ivory and Jade have gone to retrieve the ship. You are in possession of the primordial stone. Uh, Sephora and Scarlet and Bell, what do you want to do until Jade gets back? I want to kind of. She has green. You have red. Six. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm itching to spar with somebody. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, but if any of the centaurs want to spar. Um. Give me a persuasion check as you wander about. I, I'm trying to confuse. I'm going to see if I'm, he's, he's I'm going to ask the dragon. If they have anything that could possibly go back with us that might assist 20. us. Twenty. Okay. In in dealing with uh, our enemies and such. Maybe the callers deal with magic. <laughs> so we'll say you track down Quelf like after the meeting and you're having a separate conversation yeah. with him. Willa is wandering the fortress city just trying to kind of like deal with everything that's kind of like come, you know, into reality. She finally thinks or believe she might be revealed as to what she might actually be. Scarlet is looking to take out her angst and emotion in a sparring contest. Meanwhile, Marrow has the possession of the primordial stone. Uh, anything you want to do while you're waiting for Jade and Ivory to return? <laughs> Suddenly a vortex begins to grow near the bathroom. He places it on his forehead. Not be <laughs> Super orc. It's a giant world of orc shit comes into existence. <laughs> <laughs> the origin of the spontaneous orc. If we roll the one the hundred, it's like it touches it to his skin. <laughs> Fifty orcs fly out of his forehead. <laughs> I repopulate this land. So as the rest of you are wandering about this fortress city, Jade, 
you and Ivory make it back to the ship relatively easy. It's still pretty well disguised. You notice this time when you begin to interact with the ship, it's much more stable. It's less erratic. You notice that when you attune to the helmet and you feel the helmet dial into the vessel. Um, it attunes to you more clearly, more specifically. Um, and the vessel itself feels more stable, more powerful than it's felt before. Almost like it's not suffering from a power drain. How are we going to take the primordial stone back? We're going to use it. We have to because we have to use it for the void ship. Go ahead and expend a single spell slot of your choice to manage and pilot the ship. Do you have any left hands left? Yeah, we're going to use one. Today you shouldn't cast that light spell. It was a cantrip. You know what cantrips are, right? You know what cantrips are. I mean, I'm woman-splaining you. Are you trying to... Are you trying I'm to Jane explain something yes, to me? No, I'm good, thank you. I'm Jane Splaining. She's Jane Splaining. <laughs> Before long, you're traveling with the vessel away from the edge of the preserve. You get up to the entrance point of the highest point of the cliff, and sure enough, there's an area where you can bring the ship in. You see three or four other ships that look very so- similar to yours, but you fly the ship like down to the landing point and you land and there's lots of strange like individuals that are wearing pilot suits. Oh, thanks for the raid. New age geeks. Really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. As you land the vessel, you take the helmet off and the jammer helmet goes back to normal and you come off the vessel yeah, I mean, and as you uh, come off the vessel and into the bay, so when you realize you're in the landing bay of the Dreadnought that is, like, buried into the side of this cliff, um, you kind of look around. There's other vessels here, people wearing these leather jumpsuits that you don't necessarily recognize. They're wearing either different colored chevrons or different emblems on their vestments to kind of... But they, the one thing that you recognize is that they all have this kind of um, swagger, this look about them. And they watch you come off the void ship, and they just stare at you with a sense of awe. And this mouse folk comes over, and he's got his jammer helmet underneath his arm and walks up to you. So, that's a void ship. But you're not a mechanics. Where'd you get that? Stole it. Spoils it. All right. Good on ya. And you just watch as the mouse folk just kind of gives you that little pink thumbs up as he walks away. His tail kind of curved up. A strange tattoo of a pirate on his ass as he walks away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Space pirates. He finally transcended. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ah, I got a voice up there, huh? <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I closed the doors to the walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you get up to the walk. It's gone. Uh-huh. That would just be Tobias's thing. We need to get on that ship to save the... Where'd the ship go? 
I'm uh, gonna leave Ivory Exploded here. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> Ivory just licks her lips. <laughs> you see, like a, a key with a tabaxi paw on it, and it's 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 on his old ship, it's, which is a clunker. <laughs> You're leaving Ivory on the void ship. Okay. Oh, you do, yeah. There is. Close the door. And and like as you're walking out, you kind of come over to this metal disc that sits in like this mine shaft or this open area, and you watch as a few people stand on it, and it descends. And as you're looking over the edge, you feel someone kind of grab you and pull you back. Uh, you want to be careful. It's a long way down. And you look over to see this hippo-looking creature talking mm -hmm. to you. Big hippo head, but humanoid body. And hello, my name's Jeffries. Good to meet you. Hi. You're a tabaxi, aren't yep. you? Yep. Interesting. Didn't know you were much for astral sea faring. You guys tend to be more on the ground, right? Not on the ground. So you know what I mean. Not much for piloting, but you seem to handle that vessel pretty well. Thanks. Came from the preserve. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. And then the metal disc reappears. Uh, you going down to the bottom level, or where are you going? I think I'm supposed to wait here for someone. Is that Zan? Oh, Zan. Zan. The, yes, we call him Cricket for short. I don't think Cricket is short. Rickety Cricket? I, I know. It's it's a joke. I'm practicing my humanoid humor. I, I don't know it very well. I They call it sarcasm. Man, I would get along so well here. So, anyways, well, I, I have to... Going, anyways. Good day. Good day. Jeffrey's kind of steps onto the. He steps on the desk and it <laughs> descends down. Jeffrey's descends down into the tube. The Jeffrey's tube. Giraffes. Gifts are real creatures in the astral sea. Well, that's a little too much on the nose. I thought Jeffrey's yeah, tube was pretty good. good. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there because I'm watching my ship. Okay, my treasure. Yeah, you kind of linger in the background. Um, I watch. You don't find any senators that necessarily want to um, spar with you, but this green, like light-skinned green. At first, kind of elven looking, but they have this kind of twisted mustache that comes off their face. Their hair is braided down past their shoulder. They have kind of almost um, like lizard-like skin with kind of chameleon-like features as the Githyanki individual sees you wandering around offering up a sparring opportunity. I would be glad to spar with you. Not much of a fight in any of these docile creatures here. You're nowhere around. You're off wandering. <laughs> what is your name? Sylvan. Scarlet. You've got the air of a killer about you. Shall we spar, as you say? So as the two of you wander off to an open area, yeah, as you pull out your blades, he pulls out his blades, and for the next hour, you have the most intense, non-sexual workout you've ever had in your life. You're covered in small nicks and, and like scratches and points where blades barely touch each other. 
And the two of you like fall away to the ground, just breathing heavy, sweating, covered in like paper-like cuts on your body. And you just kind of, that was amazing. You are fast with those blades. I've never met their like before. And he kind of gets up and he puts his hand to pull you up to the to your feet. Ow. Okay, I probably deserve that. Oh. Anyways, would you like to go have a conversation? And then the two of you kind of start wandering through the fortress city, exchanging mostly pleasantries. Yeah, and just kind of wiping, you know, you're wiping off your arms and dabbing at the sweat and the cuts from all the activity that you, uh, my name is Exorthi. Um, You can call me Zaw for, for short. Githyanki names are very difficult for non-Githyanki to pronounce. What is your name? Oh, that's right, you mentioned that. Well, you tossed me on my head. There was a moment there I forgot who I was when you tossed me on my head. You have very specific skills that I recognize. You are a hunter of people, are you not? Do you still exist in that service? Or are you retired? Interesting. Are you still good at it? <laughs> um, I've only lost one so far, and it seems to have changed the world. Ah, mistakes are what they are. Us Githyanki, we used to roam the Astral Sea and wage war across so many worlds. It was until the Grey came. They came with so much power, so much magic that we didn't understand. We couldn't stop what they did to us. Oh, we died trying. By the thousands, we died trying. During our travels, we sought the guidance of a star. The star had a name. It was called the Hadar. A great expanse. As some say it's an oracle. Some say that the creature that inadvertently made the star still lives within sight of it. No, we unfortunately found the void by accident while traveling to the star of the Hadar. This void consumed our vessels, spat us out onto this desolate, dead world. We found this space of weaklings, but it allowed us to regroup, gather what few of us that are left. We are of a mind to try to take what has been taken from us. You wouldn't happen to know how to pilot a dreadnought, would you? Damn. Do you know of anybody that has piloting skills that might be friendly to our cause? 
<laughs> he puts his hands behind his back and starts walking away and looks back over his shoulder at you. Well, if you could think of anybody, let me know. Excellent spine with you. Maybe we'll do it again tomorrow. And he just kind of wanders off into the crowd. Of course. Just smiles and keeps walking. Well, you've been walking the inner fortress now for a while. And this, with eyes that are weird. yeah, it's like you see people, you see things, you see like there's like little kiosks set up around where people are selling goods and food, and you see this strange lizard creature selling an assortment of insect pies that people are coming over and buying. Um, more versions of the threen that you saw earlier. Um, gatherings of mouse folk and harrigans. And finally you feel something tugging at your elbow. You look down to see this very young harrigan. Only about two, three feet tall. Probably the equivalent of like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old. Looks up at you with these ears pulled back and these big bunny-like eyes and wearing kind of like simple clothing. Yeah, hi. Um, wow. Are you like a plant? <laughs> but you're like covered in flowers and leaves and stuff. Yeah. I grow her. I see if I can grow her, still grow a flower. <laughs> you twist and a flower blooms out of your hand. Oh, wow. Um, looks around. Don't take this the wrong way. Do you taste good? And you not watch as he starts nibbling on the flower and then consumes the flower. It's like, like, and as you're having this conversation out of the corner of your eye, you can see dozens of Harrigan just kind of staring at you. <laughs> They're like licking their lips. Their little teeth are like chittering as they stare at you. Give me intimidation with that one. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, so you eat people. Um, I'm going to go let them, um, you're right. It, it, bye. Thanks for the flower. He like starts running away, and he runs over to the crowd of Harrigan, and they all like you can hear them talk in their language, and they all look up at you at the same time. I'm just smiling, and they all just kind of casually start walking away in different directions. <laughs> like <laughs> they just start whistling and walking off and see, paying you no mind. See, the funny thing is normally. Something like that, an interaction like that would have been completely clueless to her. But she's uh, has uh, identified as a tree for most of her existence, and she knows what rabbits and such do to plants. 
You know, you look pretty scrumptious to them. (laughs) I mean, you're like, you're looking around and other than the occasional like cliff vine that's growing, there's not a lot of vegetation here. And most of the vegetation you saw in the preserve looked kind of toxic and noxious. I thought that was at the um, the lake, but where we were when we landed the ship was better. Yeah, but it's, it's like a gradual expanse of toxin. So, like, when you came out of the preserve into this sanctuary area, yeah, I mean, you you like came out of a place that's gradually being polluted by the 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 Borcons that are like destroying Exandria. So, like, these are people that haven't seen like their natural environment for almost a year to see someone like you know Willa just standing there. I mean, basically, it's like a salad on feet, you know. Uh, will that It's not that they're starving. They definitely have enough food. It's kind of living off Doritos for 11 and a half months. So starving? And then, no, it, they taste great until you see a, an apple. You know, it's just that feeling of they're getting enough to stay alive, but they're not in their natural environment. They're not getting what they used to get in their natural yeah, environment. Rural, but you're <laughs> yeah. People in charge. Would I know where to wander back to talk to them about? I mean, so far the only people that you've gathered that are in some semblance of charge, although this, once again, this feels more like a refugee center than like an organized community. Um, There's a sense that Quelf is probably the person in charge or at least guiding. There was the Silver Dragonborn that you spoke with that might be in charge of the Senator... um, uh, guards that manage the sanctuary and protect it. Um, but that might be it from a standpoint of people in charge. Okay. Uh, can I find one of them? I want to ask more questions. Okay. Give me an investigation check as you go looking for them. I'm not smart. We're charismatic. Oh, but that's not a bad role. Thanks. Okay. Uh, investigation. Uh, it's a 19. 19. Um, you eventually wander back down below where you had gathered with Quelf previously. Um, who was wandering with Quelf? You were? Well, yeah. Was- yeah. So as you go looking for him and you've just finished up your sparring, um, Maro, you're still lingering with the primordial stone. Just probably wondering why there's no taverns or places to grab a drink. Um, what are you doing this whole time? Bella? I figured during this time that I can actually touch the ground, get in touch with magic again, and probably summon my guardian. Kind of see if I can, like, if it's still, like, is it going to freak out? I'm just like, mm-hmm. I mean, you summon, it comes back into existence, and it's stable again. It's not, it didn't cause any erroneous, like, wild magic effect. And every time you use magic, you know, it's the stone that you carry around your neck flares. Um... I'm still gonna see if I can. I wanted to still try to, if it can, like, just, I'm gonna get like little bits of that the ship that we found, like the little bits, and see if it can actually digest it a little, or like if absorb it can it. absorb it. I mean, yeah, give me a persuasion check for starters. Mm-hmm. If I do. Mm-hmm. 
19 on one. <laughs> and um, persuasion, so 19, 20, 21. Uh, now give me Arcana with advantage. Because I was like, Arcana, I don't think I have. No, I do not have, but I will. Arcana, 17? 17. You spend the next hour slowly convincing your guardian to absorb the little bits of ship that you gathered. Um, There's a strange connection between... Like, every time it absorbs it, your magic gets this arcane boost. Like a pulse of energy each time. It's, 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 it's interesting. Your magic actually gains a little bit of power. Because I figured it wouldn't be enough to really give it a form or anything. But just enough to kind of, like, see what, like, little results we would have. That's mm. why I wouldn't give it so much. Because I don't want it to, like, overload. That's fair. That's fair. So, with... Sparring, discovering new people, Willa wandering the inner fortress, Maro in possession of the primordial stone, and our 12th friend there getting back in tune with their magic. You're having a conversation with Quelf. <coughs> Jade has returned the ship to the docking platform up above in the cliffs. Yes, what can I do for you? Well, we're going to go back and try to see if this rock... Do you have anything that could help us defeat our enemies? I'm not entirely sure that going back is a true solution to the problem. Oh, we can stay here and not risk it? If this is the outcome that some of you have desired, then you may stay. The creation stones are erratic strange things whether or not you and your friends taking the creation stone or primordial stone back through the void gate will undo or project you back to a point of time that you treat that you choose to focus on and once there a decision has to be made right how do we destroy these stones so they can't be used again more importantly if there's two of them how do you destroy them because we've never interacted or dealt with primordial stones before, I don't entirely know the answer to these questions. What I can tell you is I don't know if this world was meant to be destroyed. Even now, the gray upon the astral chunk of the remains of the Shadow Moon plot their next movement towards another world that will be consumed by this. And that's what they do. They go, they search, they study, they consume. They go, they search, they study, they consume. Destroy all things. Another possibility you might ask yourself. Can these stones be used to destroy the gray? And finally put an end to this madness? Does the journey backwards offer the best opportunity? Does this time now give you the best opportunity to destroy the gray? You get the feeling that he's speaking more open to you than he was back in the chamber. The chamber, his conversation was more rooted in saving the world. But here, speaking with you one-on-one, -on -one, 
you're not so sure that that's his main concern. And with that, we're going to finish a little bit early tonight because Sanctuary is a milestone. So we're going. So for those of you watching us for the first time, uh, we do not do level ups. Um, none of our characters have levels. None of our characters have traditional classes or subclasses. Uh, basically, the players all wrote the stories of their characters. Their characters came into existence, and they've been traveling through this world ever since. And what we do is whenever we hit major points or major milestones in the adventure, they milestone. And what we do is we go around the table asking each other what they felt that their character had learned. We also take the time for them to roll their new hit die hit points that actually diminish with leveling. At the beginning, they start with a huge pool. As they get higher in power, the pool of hit points begins to diminish. So, who would like to start tonight? Jade? Is there a particular skill, ability, or something that you feel like Jade's Jade's Jade gift? I think Jade's been using Arcana a lot with that stupid ship. I mean, lovely ship. <laughs> <laughs> I think she should be like an arcane master at this point. Jesus. Hey, you said we could all argue for or against her. That's true. <laughs> I say no. She's done nothing. <laughs> She's been nothing but destroy worlds. Right. She was the cause of this whole thing. She <laughs> Jerry wouldn't want to have left the group. That's so not fair. Well, I just heard the bus wheels go. <laughs> <laughs> Originally be my pet, and I didn't work, so I got another one. So, if you think you've improved, improved around Arcana, how do you think that would affect your character? Other than give your neighbor gas. I already have advantage on my Arcana. Advantage on natural attack. Advantage on natural attack. Do you have any spells that you'd like to advance in? Maybe. Since you've been more uh, attuned and uh, like had a natural affinity towards your spell use, well, mostly I use the destroy magical stones. Could do the the force arrows, my my, my cantrip force arrows. You've also flown the ship a lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying the ship. Ship yeah. piloting. She's done a lot of it. Are we going to keep the ship? Durr. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> Proficiency in piloting all vehicles, which would be great. Uh, no, <laughs> not all vehicles are created equal. I'm okay if you wanted to become a intermediate in astral piloting. Yeah, if you wanted to use that, because that'd be tied directly into your arcane skill. I think that'd be a good one that you could get out of this milestone. I mean, I think that's pretty much what she's been doing most. Everybody, roll 3d6, re-roll any ones, and that is added to your hit point pool. Oh my god, look, look. What'd you get? Three Six. sixes. Six. Nice. Wow. 18 more hit points to your hit point pool. Three. Two, two fives and a three. Okay. Oh, okay, so intermediate, intermediate astral piloting? Correct. And it does what? Um, it gives you proficiency in small astral vessels, and it gives you advantage whenever you're studying the ability to pilot any vessel. 
And it gives you advantage when studying any astral vet vessel. All right, Sephora, what do you think would be your milestone event this time around? Um, I don't go backwards. I'm going to take off the starship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you got three fives. Nice. You become this. proficient in gerrymandering? <laughs> I ditched the group. They're holding me down. Um, group ditching at the advantage. I kind of feel like you've become pretty. I want to I wanna give you a crime boss skill. Like, I feel like you're like, I feel like you're kind of becoming either really good at, at like, well, no, I mean, like, I think you and Scarlett work well together because you both your minds are in that same kind of shadowy space. Um, I think a good skill related to investigative abilities, right? Something that would enhance investigation for you. Like the ability to read people. Um, like an intuitive skill of some sort. Or you could take, okay. we'll build you a feat called intuitive feat. Detect bullshit? Yeah, like we'll give you intuitive feet, okay. which gives you advantage on insight checks and gains you a um, proficiency advantage on um, investigative checks, unless you already have one. Hang on a second, let me look. I gotta do my hip Okay. 3d6, but not plus the con? No bonuses for con. Yeah, correct. And then do I do that for ivory as well? Yes. Yes. So, Scarlett, what do you think your milestone would be with everything that's been going on? I'm looking at what I have here. And you can also enhance what you have as well if you choose to. Like, I kind of feel like you've been doing a lot of sparring and a lot of physical activity. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could increase your decks by one as your natural kind of like improvement with sparring and physical activity and being in more kind of like fights and, and other activities that you've been doing. No, it's higher than a six. So you're already, what? what's your dex at then? 19 or 20? Well, your dex is right there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 19. 19. So if you... So plus four. So. <laughs> if you... I think if you up it to a 20, it becomes plus five. Yeah. That would seem appropriate for her. So, Willa, you gain the... the wild magic stone. So you're now able to change in between your... not only your dryad form, but your um, tree form. You still possess all the abilities that your previous tree form could possess, but you have to be in that tree form to do it. Um, between the last time you milestone and now, what do you think? I was actually just looking at the, the monster uh, dryad bit, see if I could do something with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, what do you think? Um, I would like, because the dryad has an 18 charisma. Right. They are considered incredibly charismatic creatures. I, and I feel like your memory loss is the reason why your charisma is so subdued. Like you don't actually remember your dryad purpose. But they're not very strong. They are not very strong. So it's so the I'm wondering, 
yeah. it can be kind of like a uh, I put that crown on and it almost reverses those two. That's my strength and my career. Oh, I love that idea. So every time you're in dryad form, your strength drops and your so your strength and charisma swap every time you're in dryad form. I love that. That's a perfect milestone. Okay. Yeah. So as I was looking at the fate charm, yeah. I kind of like no, I love it. That's great. Bella? I think you've been dabbling a lot in necromancy lately. Yeah, I was like, I was going to go dip into some necromancy stuff. <laughs> so, of those spells you've been studying, which spell do you think you would have learned during that time? Raise Dead, maybe? It's Raise Dead, but, you know, the skull's still in my pocket. Um, <laughs> now speak with dead. dead. That one you already have because you learned it in your pre-milestone condition. Uh, yeah, uh, just called a wild magic stone. Yeah. In, insight, and you said what else? God damn. Insight and investigation. investigation. Are, we yeah, okay, Are we at three? Are we at four or five on spells? What would you say? All right. Say that again? Are we at like, we're, are we at like level three, four? Level, level ups. We don't do level ups. So spells get more powerful if you choose to enhance your spells through milestones. Okay. Like, Look at all of the spells. As, as like an animated dead. <laughs> you, you, you already have speak with Can dead. you influence the dead? Well, to make it animated, basically. I would do animate dead. Oh, animate dead would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it would okay. be a lot of fun. <laughs> so you learn the animate dead spell. Um, that'll be your major milestone. Mara, what do you think your major milestone would be? <laughs> that is an excellent. You, you have gained advantage in blank looks. <laughs> I think his intimidation should go up. Yeah, I think between what was going on in Vasselheim and then the eventual journey forward in time, and I would, yeah, ooh, ooh. I would say intimidation. What do you think? What if being in this area, what if one of his tattoos magically appeared? Can his intimidation be influenced by his strength? Oh, uh, hey, I know what can happen. Ooh, I like that idea. I got a good one. What's that? What was that? His intimidation will call it by his strength rather than his charisma. We'll call it the last of his kind future. Ooh, yeah, I like that. The orc god. But we're going back. I know. But it doesn't make any difference. It's up to this point. The orc god, knowing that he is the last orc. Vibes. Imbibes him with orcish power. So you have a new yeah. trait called last of your kind. <laughs> and whenever you invoke the last of your kind. And his tattoos. Are and every time he invokes. To do different things. Oh, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because you're the last of your kind, the tattoos that tell your tribal story allow you special abilities as a bonus action. So one tattoo could be an extra attack. Another tattoo could be, um, you know, could be an extra action surge, or you know what I mean. Well, I love that. So we'll come up. We'll come up with a last of your kind trait, and we'll say. Although that intimidation strength swap for charisma, like you know, what it could, you know what it could be is almost like a, well, being a half orc, he's already got indomitable, yeah, so like he can D20. always come back up from zero hit points. But like a D twenty inspiration, 
And then he can just say, I want to try to do this. And then. Ooh, I like that. Right. A lot. Your last of your kind trait is almost like lucky feet. Yeah. Like you get, you can re-roll a single D20 whenever you invoke last of your kind once per day. Or have I love that. Roll a, like an attack die on or something. So well, anything. Like yeah. Within reason. Right. Well, <clears throat> we want to give it some boundaries. No. You can't give it a little bit of boundaries. Get rid of the boundaries, man. <laughs> Dude, we got levels, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the next hey, whatever. Sure, yeah. Like hey, if you don't ask, you don't. So, yeah, write it down. As, uh, you have a new trait called last of your kind because you've learned that you're last of your kind. And then once per day, you can re-roll any D20 of your choice. Whether it's a save, an attack, anything. You can... You can re-roll it once per day. Once per 24 hours or once per long rest? Once per long rest. Oh, I can't go over to once per design. constitution yes. bonus. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> What's your constitution? Um, thank you, everybody, for coming out. And I want to give a shout-out to New Age Geeks. Thank you for the follow. Thank you for joining us in our studio. Um, we should be here tomorrow night, correct? Um, for Shattered Kingdom, the adventures in Kalisha. We'll be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for our next live game. We are still looking for another player. We are looking for another player in our Tuesday night game. So if you are in the Riverside, Temecula area, hit me up and be happy to talk to you about one of our open seats. Um, Our Tuesday um, uh, night table meets every Tuesday night. Monday night meets every Monday night when we can. Uh, we do have two Sunday games that play remotely. Um, uh, one is called Adventures in the Undermountain, as well as A Fool's Errand. However, they are off this weekend because Sunday is Father's Day. And I think I might invoke a Father's Day gift this weekend. A one-shot on Sunday, perhaps. So we might think about that as well. Can it just be against a bunch of dads? <laughs> but in... I'm no Sunday game. Oh, good. Yep. So, in two weeks, because a couple of our players will not be present, we are going to be doing a one-shot in two weeks. And we're going to be running our first Candela Obscura case. Um, and if you haven't seen anything about that, go check out Darrington Press. It's a really cool system. And other than that, you know what, everyone, please be safe, be kind. Don't forget to play a game. It's important. And we will see you all tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.